Welcome to episode 41 of Game Time with Manny. We are here once again with a pretty light news week. It seems like we played a decent amount of games. Yeah. And I... then the second part, we'll talk about some Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee right. and Pikachu. So, uh, Which is just another game that we... Just uh, another game we played, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, right. I guess, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 3, they put out that weird trailer that had the movie announcer in it. Um, I don't know why they're titling these now. It's called Together. There was really not any new information in it, which right. is weird. Oh, I guess that was a thing that happened, the... The censoring out of Winnie the Pooh in the oh yeah <laughs> in the uh, Chinese versions of the trailer, mm-hmm. which was apparently because I have seen the meme now. Yes, it was uh, the president was Winnie the Pooh, and apparently he was not a huge fan. No, which... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just looking at the way that was censored out is like one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Well, like in a sadder news, <laughs> I didn't even know China had a president. <laughs> So I was uh, so it was like a double shock there okay. for me personally. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that had really nothing to do with anything. So no. what I thought was really stupid is they put out this trailer, right? And it was like it's okay, it's an okay trailer, but they are really trying to get excitement for this game, even though people who are excited for it are already wicked excited. They're like, yeah, and then we're gonna put out our final two trailers on like two different days in December. I don't remember the. I'm thinking of the two dates of the Fallout patches. In my head, I don't remember. It's basically mm. like near the end of December is when the last trailer will come out, and then there will be a month until the game comes out ish. So wait, do you think the release trailer will be in December? I do. So so they're gonna pull a Spider Man. They're gonna pull a Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, but I it, it's just weird that they keep showing these because I would have thought that the only reason they would have more of these trailers is because they're still waiting to announce like another Disney World or something, and that does not seem like it is the case at all. And I did the math on this because people were like, well, there's like no worlds. And I, I counted all the Disney worlds. There's almost exactly as many as there were in Kingdom Hearts 2. Mm-hmm. And if they're way bigger in scope, then it makes sense that they would not have some absurd amount of cool Disney world. Why do you think they're getting out and announcing every single world? Because Kingdom Hearts fans are crazy people. and They don't like surprises? I, I don't know. I remember Kingdom Hearts 2 was one of the first games where I ever was like looking for any piece of information like insane i was on kingdom hearts forums and like anytime the new famitsu scans would come out people would like pick it apart and shit like that and maybe this is just them trying to get out in front of that Mm. i do not frequent those forums anymore so i don't know if that is still happening or if there are things that just don't make it to like the mainstream news that kingdom hearts fans are crazy about but the thing that they can never put in these trailers is the story anyways like even if they did you wouldn't know what the hell's happening without any kind of context so i but i mean like seeing these trailers is cool because it looks really good yeah i keep enjoying them Mm -hmm. and now each time they announce that they have the original voice cast of whatever back so they have the whole voice cast of frozen the whole original voice cast of big hero six and i was waiting for them to announce that they had gotten tangled but i think they didn't get everyone back because I don't remember who the main actress is, but she's like kind of. I I've. She's kind of famous, and I believe she actually voiced Kyrie Demi Moore. I believe. Oh. She voiced Kyrie in like the original Kingdom Hearts, but then not after that, or maybe it was in two. I don't remember. So I don't know that they got her back to voice Kyrie again. I'm just trying to think like Demi Moore. <clears throat> when the first Kingdom Hearts came out, it was what the late '90s. Uh, early 2000s. Early, well, even then, like. 
What did she really do? Oh, like nothing. But I'm still, I mean, she's a bigger star than like a bunch of the random jobbers they get oh, to yeah, voice I in guess. Kingdom Hearts. Well, actually, I guess that's not even true because they like Jesse McCartney and uh, whoever the fuck voices Sora. I don't remember his name now. But they're relatively famous people mm-hmm. and they. Well, the Frozen people, there's a couple. Like, there is, yeah. Like, uh, I mean. I say this every time, but Disney owns Josh Gad's soul, so he has to yes. be in everything. But uh, who's in? Uh, what's her name? Inzia Menzel or something? The person that voices Elsa mm-hmm. was surprising, but um, the person who voices Anna is Kristen Bell. There we go. Yeah, and that's I mean that's certainly bigger than Demi Moore. Oh, in my for sure. Mind, yeah, so in my I... opinion, yeah. But I I mean, in just the fact that they they always get James Woods back, whether that's good or bad uh to play hades every time mm-hmm. so and a lot of the disney actors i believe are on retainer from disney for like the characters like donald duck and mickey and them like i think that if disney is like hey you have to do this i think they have to mm-hmm. um but yes yeah, so some of them just it's weird man listening to woody and buzz talk and having it not be tim allen and tom hanks which i mean like of course then we're gonna get tom hanks for this fucking game but and like a johnny depp it's not yeah. jack <laughs> Now, Orlando are, Bloom also does not voice his character. I was going to say, are like any of the pirates? I, I don't believe so. I'm, I don't know for sure. Maybe it'll come out and I'll be like... I, the Johnny Depp sounded like pretty good. Mm-hmm. In Kingdom Hearts 2 it was also. Maybe it's the same guy. I don't know. But th- that's the stuff that it seems like they're trying to announce now because I don't think that they really have any Disney worlds to announce anymore. Well, I'm just wondering like... Do they have to keep announcing things? No, they don't. It, but it was pretty funny because I everyone thought all the worlds were over, and then they just threw out the Winnie the Pooh one, right? Because usually it's just a garbage mini game world, anyways. And they're like, "Oh, this is here too." Because like I look back to Spider Man, and I was avoiding a lot of trailers. Yeah, and I still think they they showed too much, especially at E three. But what I think is crazy about these trailers is normally they end up focusing on features after a certain point, and they just fucking don't. No. Like, none of the trailers say anything. Like, there is a whole huge mechanic about how the Keyblades can transform now. You can summon all those weird Disney rides, and Sora has a billion different forms and all this shit. Not once have they been like, this is how this mechanic works, or like, this is why you care. Or even that you can have multiple party members outside of Donald and Goofy. Like, you can have up to four or five party members, depending on the world. Don't touch on that. Don't touch on the summons, really, other than that, like, Ratatouille is a summon and Wreck-It Ralph is a summon. They just don't... It's a really weird thing, which, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I guess those are the kinds of things that I personally would like to experience in the game. I mean, not that they're even spoilers because they're just putting them out, but right. the plot is going to be crazy, and I'm sure the worlds that they haven't announced are just some bullshit Kingdom Hearts worlds. That th- I These trailers are most likely being targeted towards regular humans now. Because, I mean, the last one was literally just, like, shots of Big Hero 6 tangled and mm-hmm. something else I can't remember. So... Yeah, I don't know, it's cool. I look forward to the last two trailers, and hopefully they do actually, like, show something else. Because now, for the past four trailers, it has just been, like, slightly different cuts of the same scenes. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, do, what? I feel do like... I really want that? Like, do I need, do you guys need this to be out there? Does anyone actually care? Right. Because yeah. I'm just trying to think of, like, other, more standard. There's usually, like, a couple trailers, and then there's, like, a story trailer, and then there's kind of like a hype trailer that's that's like the re- released reveal yeah. trailer, uh, but so 
I don't think they would do a dive deep trailer at this point. No, I don't either. I feel like if they were to do that, they would have done it at E3 would have been a good point. Which, I mean, they did that. They had two relatively huge trailers at they, E3 where they announced Frozen and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. So. And they had that one where they showed it twice. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they had, one of them showed Ratatouille, man. Totally different. <laughs> so what, what, I, what I do think is weird about Kingdom Hearts 3 is the rest of the games in the franchise... They really capitalize on classic animated Disney movies. This one doesn't have that at all. Like, Aladdin has been in literally every other game, and they never did the Prince of Thieves storyline. So I find that to be weird that that's not in here. But almost every one of the things featured is either live action or CG stuff. Like Tangled, Big Hero 6, uh, Monsters, Inc. is Pixar, Toy Story is Pixar... Like, there just are no classic animated movies, and I think that's really strange. Yes, especially considering Kingdom Hearts. Like, you would think they would make that decision because they're trying to bring in new people. Yeah, but... But as far as I can tell, Kingdom Hearts is not really a game. No, but I mean, if they're trying to just sell to a new mainstream audience, like, obviously, yeah, they're going to get hype about Frozen. Or people like Toy Story and stuff like that. It's just like... I. Maybe there's one that I'm overlooking, other than Winnie the Pooh. I don't count that one, because it was... I mean, it's like a billion Winnie the Pooh animated things, but I just... Yeah, in my head, I associate it with things like Aladdin and The Lion King and, like, Alice in Wonderland and all that stuff, which, I mean, all of those have been in there, so maybe they tapped that well. But, yeah, maybe they'll announce one of those, and I'll be pleasantly surprised, but... The aristocrats? Dude, they never did do that, man. Yeah, that'd be sick. Uh, Sora turned into a lion in the Kingdom Hearts world, so I mean, you know, anything is possible. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'd watch that. Um, So the next thing on our news itinerary here is the PlayStation Classic. Some of the games are the PAL versions. Yes. But that's what I think is weird about it, is it's only some of them. Well, and it... I just... I think it's... Everything about this, it makes it seem like $100 was way too much <laughs> doesn't it i mean kind of but it just it's the same thing as those other things like the snes classic was close to that yes it was like 80 bucks for let's be honest this uses way more storage space than uh, that yes, it does. this was like filling discs mm-hmm. whereas that was like man you want to download this rom for four megabytes like mm-hmm. yeah okay but i mean like at least those all had like probably the best version you could have you could I, play I, where I, yeah but some of these games were the pal versions it's starting with the playstation some of them had additional content oh. because this was around the time when pal games started to show up way later in those territories for not any real reason other than the excuse that they had to translate it for more languages mm-hmm. which almost never was the case but like um that would happen on especially on the ps2 with like Final Fantasy twelve and stuff, it came out with a bunch more content added to it because it had taken so long to come there. I, d- I don't know if that was the case with any of these PlayStation games that are like that, but it does just seem like some weird hodgepodge of the USA and PAL releases. Mm-hmm. And also they just like they just licensed an emulator. Like they didn't right. even, like use their own or anything. It's just it's very weird. It is. And they have also said that they don't plan on doing anything else like another one or expansion games and then it's still weird because they didn't choose the best games to 
show it off. I mean, I get the ones like Gran Turismo where they would have had to license the music again, but like, why, why wasn't it a different Twisted Metal? Like, why wasn't it a different version of Ballerina Toshinden? Like, why, why? Yeah, and the Tekken I know was PAL, so like going back to what we were talking before, I mean, with that, you you need because it's the fifty hertz, so then mm-hmm. it's just going to be slower. And apparently it's just not very... It's not as responsive as people, you know, remember. Well, it wouldn't be, right. in general, because it's running through an emulator on your weird controller. But yes. it just... Yeah, I, it just seems like they very much tried to cash in on the, hey, Nintendo did it, and it worked really well. But input latency also isn't that big of a deal in a lot of those SNES games as it would be in a PlayStation game, where it's also emulating loading off a disc. Right. So... Yeah, it is really weird, and I I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I mean, we didn't buy one, so... I did not. I was almost dead. I canceled it. Thankfully. Yes. Because I would not have played it at all, I don't think. Because I've well, already beaten Final Fantasy VII. And well, and as we've discussed, there are tons of places, better you know, places to, to do it. Like the PlayStation 3, for example. Yes. <laughs> And you could buy ten games that you like better and have it cost less. Yes. <laughs> so, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, this this always happens. Games get out early before they're supposed to. This one seemed to get out Smash like, got out, early. which is crazy for how huge of a release Smash Ultimate will be. It got out, like, three, almost a month early. Yes. And it was all about the internet, apparently. But I did not see any of it. And when I looked for the leak, I could not find it. Yeah, I I have no idea. I just heard about Smash Leaks. Yeah. Like, complaints about Smash Leaks. Yes, and I, so I, I feel so conflicted on this. Because I follow a lot of people on Twitter who were like, Oh, fucking Smash Leaks. People ruining the community. Blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, what? I, per- I personally don't get it. I see where people could be coming from, but then just, like, don't. Mm-hmm. Don't engage with it. Like, if you see someone is tweeting out Smash Leaks, mute them or block them, or just don't look up things about Smash Brothers Ultimate on YouTube. Yes. Or open a sweet incognito window and go buck wild with mm-hmm. your Smash footage. I just... <laughs> I, yeah, and like we were talking about before the podcast... I get it when it's like a brand new game and you want to be surprised by it and you dickhead YouTubers are putting out videos that like literally are just like, this is the ending is the title or mm. like the thumbnail is some crucial thing that would be a huge surprise. But if these people, th- any of the ones that I had seen, right. were just a logo of Smash Ultimate and the title was every musical track and it was like 800 hours long all of these videos are getting taken down by nintendo too which rightfully so right they if they don't want video footage getting out there they will copyright strike i mean they're kind of copyright strike happy with their footage regardless yes so they're doing that but as far as i know the thing that people seem to be getting the most upset about is that world of light story mode and i didn't see any of this but you seem to suggest the same thing. It seems like there is only that intro cinematic and a finish, like an ending CG cinematic. Yes, there may. I, from what I understand, there's three cinematics in the entire. Okay, whereas like Subspace Emissary and Brawl had like a billion, right? And whatever, but they also had no voice lines. Like there was no plot 
other than who would interact with Kirby at the time or who yes. would interact with who at the time. And it just... But as far as I understand, basically what that mode is, is you start out as Kirby and then you just run into someone and you lock them yeah. by fighting them and then you just do some other things. There's really not a comprehensive story mode. No. It's just unlocking and, these people. And so there to... are like hundreds of spirits... So, like, what is going to be the spoiler? You're going to see a CG concept art thing of Revolver Ocelot and be mm-hmm. like, my experience is ruined. <laughs> like, I just, it seems so strange. Yes. And the one thing that people, I keep seeing that people said was a leak but wasn't because I heard every video game outlet talk about it is that Incineroar has a color palette that makes him look like Big the Cat from Sonic. And that's dope. Mm-hmm. But I saw people saying that was a leak and, like, that wasn't. Nintendo was letting game journalists play Smash Ultimate, and I I heard multiple different outlets talk Mm. about that exact same color, and that was before the leak had even come out. Right. Right? So, like, that's just something that was known. And, yeah, like, I... I, People seem to be devil demonizing people who do data mining, but that doesn't always happen, right? When people data mine Pokemon Go... People don't get upset about that in the same way when people data mine the new Pokemon games mm-hmm. before they come out. And literally any content that would be new is shown because Nintendo doesn't know how to fucking encrypt their file system, right? You're right. Or they put the fucking whole game in the demo or whatever the hell happened with Sun and Moon. Um, but people just don't get upset in the same way. And I get it in a story-based game, but this is a platform fighting game where almost every character has existed in a format before in the previous games and announced like it's been and, and they've they, all every, been announced. every character has been announced beforehand <clears throat> so are we getting mad at nintendo for spoiling the game now because it's not like people found out that like oh shit there's like six more characters in the game right. and people are spoiling that that's not that didn't happen like there is no one else I, which i mean maybe people were bummed out about that i don't know right i don't know i don't for me personally like yes we've talked about Narrative-driven games, sure, don't spoil that. Yeah. But if I'm buying like a multiplayer game, I want to know everything. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be able to make a decision whether I'm going to buy this game, and having more information is better than having less. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> if I'm buying a Street Fighter, I, I want to know who all the characters are. Yeah. And it's it just, which, yeah, they announced all that. Right. So the World of Light mode is really the only thing that you could probably even say as a spoiler. Because, like, to me, when people are getting upset, they're like, oh, no, they leaked the whole soundtrack. Like, what? It's not like this is new music in most cases. It's like, oh, a fucking remix of the first level of Donkey Kong Country 2. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, dog. Of course it was going to be in there. Yes. And it's mostly all of the music from that was in Smash 4. And then some new tracks for the new characters, like new remixes of Castlevania music, which mm-hmm. is dope. And I I don't know. I mean, live your life. Right. If you want to get upset about Smash spoilers, do that. But, like, I couldn't even find the spoilers, Matt. <laughs> I was looking. And you were looking for a specific stage. I was correct. looking for a stage to see if it existed. It did not. It was a fake wiki thing about whatever. And I was also looking to see if a song was in the game. And then when I found out that that song was in Smash 4, I was like, oh, so it is an ultimate. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it comes out technically Thursday night, so, like, it's not that far. I have successfully managed to avoid spoilers, even when looking for them. 
So I I feel like it, this is one weird thing that's being blown like so out of proportion that I yeah. can't handle it. I, I guess it's just the way I I don't know I feel like I spend a lot of time on video game websites and so stuff, do I and I like rarely ever get spoiled except for occasionally on YouTube on um, with yeah, the, you, the like, thumb thumbnails but I, people get spoiled on YouTube all the time and I see people like posting thumbnails of stuff but like I don't get that maybe it's because when I am playing a game i'm not trying to consume 800 let's plays of the game at the same time see i'm weird sometimes when i'm playing a game i like to listen to reviews at that point because i'm just kind of curious of like how did these reviewers kind of like how are they feeling about this game yeah but even then like they're not but like i'm looking up reviewers i'm definitely not and then usually the youtube algorithm would interpret that as oh he wants to see other video game reviews not Mm -hmm. like he is Mario's number one yes. fan. What's the ending of Super Mario Odyssey or like stuff like that? Right. And it some sometimes it is it is a bummer because they come out weeks before the game even comes out, and mm-hmm. if you just see that in passing, that sucks. Yes. But I guess maybe I just don't watch enough content of stuff like that, mm-hmm. where I basically just get recommended like the hottest new marshmallow jam. You know, <laughs> like that's what my YouTube algorithm thinks I'm all about now. So I usually don't get a lot of recommended video game things unless it is from people I'm subscribed to, which, like, I don't subscribe to people like that that would be mm-hmm. putting stuff out like that. So, yeah, I... But I, the game is out there. Ralph has it. Yeah. <laughs> he plays it. He likes it, I guess. I, I, he does, yeah. he does <laughs> like it? He Well, he's tweeted that he both thinks it sucks and he likes it, kind okay. of. So who knows? He doesn't like Smash in the first place. Right. But he, you know... He had to get out there for the Smash spoilers. His spoiler was that it sucks. <laughs> so I don't think you're gonna believe that. No, spoiler. I think it'll be fine. I also I so I was I was talking about this. I had someone ask me if I was excited as they were, and my answer was probably not because as much as people get upset whenever anyone says this, it really does look exactly like it's just Smash Four, but with balance changes and some additional characters and content. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Like, I as a Nintendo museum piece, I think it will be awesome. But I think once it really sinks in for me how it is just Smash 4 again, then I'll be like, oh, yeah, I did this. Yeah, because you played... You didn't even play a lot on the Wii U. I didn't, no. I had already gotten burned out on Smash 4 because me and Nukio played that 3DS version. It was absurd. We Literally, there was one night where we... He started with the top character. I started mm. with the bottom and then we would keep using that character until we lost, and we got all the way to the middle. That took so long, Matt. We played that game for hours and hours and hours, and so by the time it even got to the Wii U version, I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. I think this time it might be cool, because I will know a lot more people who have a Switch that I can like play online with or just mess around with. And I this time I'm going to try to have more fun. Mm-hmm. Like, when it was just me and Nukio playing Smash 4, we did have fun. Like, we were just doing it with items or stage hazards and things like that but i hanging out with hyper competitive people at smash like really sucks and it really drained all the fun that i was possibly having from Mm -hmm. it so maybe this time i don't know it's just cool and i'll play the world of light mode i'll try to unlock all the music and stuff and that that's what usually satisfies me like i'm not gonna go pro right oh well we'll see Depends how good Ryu is. <laughs> as as we've discussed, like I have no problem with Smash. My biggest issue is pretty much everyone I know has played since a the lot beginning, of Smash. and so yeah, then it is kind of like you've played 
Like, I would say probably Brawl is one of your most played games of all time, isn't it? Because I played Project M a lot. Yeah. Right. But Me- Melee is definitely, like, I... Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, Melee and Brawl and Project M and, like, and that, that's one of those, it's one of those franchises that it's, the skills seem to translate yeah, over. Yeah, usually. So, like, where me, I've probably played less than 100 hours, so, like. Yeah, I can't say the same. Yes. Like, thousands. So, I just, I just, so enough, when we do four on four, what usually happens is you, you split off and you do one v one, like, there's two different one v ones. I just get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and at a certain point, everybody knows, like, you play a fighting game against people who know what they're doing. Yeah. It's not a lot of fun. I don't know. I'm excited because we'll have all mm-hmm. the items on, man. Ready. <laughs> you just throw a bomb at someone, they're toasted. All I know is if I'm playing, I'm going to stay away from Willie. <laughs> I don't know. I think I might be able to beat him still, even though he practiced melee a lot somewhat recently. Well, we'll find out. Scott's going to be my rival. We're going <laughs> to... We'll see. I think our skill level right now is about the same. Oh, God. So, you think Scott's even that good as well? Well, yeah. I mean, Scott played a lot of Smash as well. He just didn't have a Wii U or a Wii. Mm. So he didn't play a lot of Brawl or Smash 4. He played some, but he played a lot of Melee like we did. And I think that in terms of actual skill level, now that I have atrophied to the point of sadness, mm-hmm. I think we'll be about the same. And it will be a fun, interesting experience. And, like, now that we have the online thing, I'll be able to play with a bunch of other people that I know. And it'll be dumb fun. Right. And so our last piece of news here, this is just kind of a slow two weeks for news, is that at Jeff Keighley's The Game Awards, there will be ten new game announcements. Yes. World exclusives, Matt. World Uh, exclusives. I'm trying to remember... I think he said one of them is going to be Obsidian. He specific- Damn! He has specifically... I didn't see that. He specifically tweeted out two studios. One of them, I'm pretty sure, was Obsidian. And then another one was a studio that I had never heard of. And then I looked it up, and now I forgot. I should have linked it, but yes. I- Interesting. Man, there were so many world exclusives last year. There were. He said this. there's only ten brand new game announcements that have never been seen before. There will also be hot world exclusives for games that you know and love. Yes. I can't wait for the sick Fortnite announcement. What Do you have any predictions of what these ten games could be? No. I, <laughs> I was going to say something and uh, no. The answer is no. Well, what were you thinking? I wasn't thinking anything. Okay. I was just trying to come up with some dumb thing. I think the Harry Potter RPG. Actually, no. You know what? I think the Crystal Dynamics Marvel game. That? Because they also announced that the director of the Avengers is going to be one of the award presenters. Mm. So I that I could see. That and, is a realist because it's been in development for a long time and they've showed nothing other than CG Captain America Shield. We haven't seen anything from them. We haven't seen anything about Rockstar since batman arkham or arkham rocksteady or rocksteady sorry um there has been a weird amount of information recently about people saying what their game is not Mm -hmm. so maybe and then harry i'm not saying like i'm just saying like we haven't heard anything since they their last game which was what 2015 yeah yeah somewhere around there for arkham knight and then there was the rumor that pretty much everyone was confirming about harry potter yeah so and there's a new harry potter or like mystical beasts i think it's called Hmm. coming out 
I think this month. Or oh, it's already out. It's already out. Yeah. So like now would be the time to announce that, I guess. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I just I, don't know because every time he says he has a bunch of world exclusives, like it just ends up being. Some of them are like real announcements, and then some of it is just like a weird bunch of bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, you got this exclusive gun. I feel like uh, the last couple of years Ubisoft has announced a game because they did uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, I think, last year, a couple years ago. Yeah, I can't. I know they did Far Cry Primal at the Game Awards. Mm, they did. There will probably, this is unrelated, but there will probably be a. Death Stranding trailer. Oh, most definitely. His best friends with Hideo Kojima, you know. It happens. Uh, also, there could be some stuff on with Sony because they're not. Yeah, we'll see. I a guess. couple other, you know, things. Also, Nintendo they did um, Bayonetta, and we haven't heard anything. That was where they announced the Breath of the Wild DLC as well. Mm-hmm. So th- I this is kind of random. I was thinking about this. Nintendo's gonna kill E3 this coming year. You think so? Yes, because in theory, wait, they wait. announced that Animal Crossing is coming out in 2019, uh, that Metroid will probably come out in 2019, and that the brand new Pokemon game will probably come out in 2019. Think about that E3 presentation. That would be lit. My only... Th- when you said kill, I didn't know if you meant like like it's going to be the death of you. No, it will be like, really good. They will be The only thing I job. wonder is one of those games may come out before then. Yeah, maybe, but definitely not Animal Crossing. <laughs> and well, and Pokemon's definitely going to be November. Uh, November, as it always is. Yes. So, but I also we don't know how far along development into Bayonetta is. Right. And also, same with Metroid. I mean, they literally just showed a logo. So maybe I mean they will at least have to show Metroid this time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like they don't have anything else, right? Like they've been focusing on Smash for oh. a long time to try to like mask the fact that they have not really had anything else. So I don't know that they would try to announce something else here at the Game Awards, or if they would wait until E3 for that. But they they did do that Breath of the Wild DLC last year, right. and that was really cool. What if they announced some Super Mario Odyssey DLC that's like real instead of Luigi's Balloon Balloon Time? Do you think like some sick world? Do you think Delphine they would work on DLC a year later, uh, or if they're just they've already moved on and started working on a new project? What if it's Odyssey two? Oh yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to announce anything that. No, soon. I. Yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know they we'll also see from Nintendo. They also have Luigi's Mansion. I mean, they could have like four or five games next year. Yeah, they could, and then there would be nothing for years to come. So get hyped for the Nintendo drought. As f- but <laughs> from what I heard, because I was watching the Game Informer, and he couldn't really go into details, but he said that there's a new Zelda game coming out sooner than you think. Oh boy, I don't know about that. That's that was the rumor that he just kind of, and he said I can't talk about it anymore. It's Breath of the Wild two. It's the same game except now it's the second one. What they were thinking more is it's going to be more like the old Zelda handhelds. Shit, can't go back, man. You can't go. I can't go back. I mean, I will, but I right. can't. I feel like it will be very poorly critically received if they do that. Because it's like it would be taking a major step backwards from what they had done, but I also yeah I don't know. That would that that's just kind of like my theory. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. 
But yeah, ten new game announcements. We'll see how that goes. I I'm excited for ten new game announcements. And, yeah, I yeah. And that's I probably will be excited for two of them if that. But I mean, just the potential of being a bunch of good games that I'll like. Because last year they rec- that one of the announcements was that fucking VR game. Mm. That that did not look funny at all. I remember that. Fuck the Oscars, man. A Way Out was not announced at that time. It was just... No, he just was a talking entity. about it, and he they had a trailer yes. for it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we'll move into the games that we have played. Which we have been playing quite a bit. Yeah, we've been playing a bit. This uh, is where I think the bulk of our... Our stuff will come from, maybe. Yes. I mean, some of the ones I played, I don't have a whole lot to say, but we we beat Overcooked. We played that. Yes, which um, we had a friend come in from out of town. Yeah, so we, we beat Overcooked, too. We had already gotten about halfway through. Yes. And it's fun. It is more Overcooked. Yes, and we played at what I was going, where I was going with the, we had a friend coming out of town. He hopped in as well, and we played three-player Overcooked rather than just the two-player. Yeah. And it was just, it worked just as well. Yeah, just as fine. Um it did seem like the stars slightly adjusted. It's hard to say because, like, did it slightly adjust, or was it just getting harder as the game was uh, going well, on? Well, some of the three stars at the end were like, they were so much higher than you would have thought they would have been. And it just seemed really weird. It was like a jump of like a thousand points in some cases. You know, right. like, How the fuck was I going to do that? Yeah, and, and what I'm wondering is if it was just the three players or if they just kind of like poorly scaled it at the end there with the, yeah. the difficulty and it also just kind of abruptly end yeah it was really weird it just all of a sudden was like all right man because the the whole conceit is you the onion king accidentally does this dumbass thing and summons the unbred which are just weird bread zombies and you have to go learn how to cook a bunch of dishes to satisfy mm-hmm. their hunger and yeah you basically just go around and then it's Oh, hey, fight the unbred, but make one of each type of dish you've learned to make for a little bit. Yes, we didn't even realize it was the final level until we saw the time of it being like 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, and even then, it was we still got three stars because it didn't seem like there was a way to fail. We no, still had was... like over seven minutes left or something at the end, and it wasn't like a lot of the other stages. There are a bunch of hazards or things catching on fire. There really wasn't. It was yeah. just things moved in and out to accommodate what you actually needed to make the new dish. Right. So it was pretty. It was a fairly easy last level. The other one I remember being similar to that, but that was like the. It was a lot harder. The other the one. The weird pasta monster. Because I remember we were like frantically running around. I remember yeah, frantically I, running I, I around. I do as well. This one we. It was not very difficult. No. In terms of what we had going on, so. Yeah, I don't, I, it it was cool though. I I mean, it was more overcooked. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think they'll make a third one? It's like the same thing again. I, I mean, like the first one, people really talked about it a lot, and I yeah. I mean, even Giant Bomb, they were talking about it in their Game of the War Game Awards, like their whatever. Game of the Year Awards. Yeah, I I doubt I doubt people. I just didn't hear as many people talking. Well, no, about No, but it, it also like it just wasn't. I mean, the first one was a kind of an indie surprise that really right. came out of nowhere. This one was much more of a known, much more of a known quantity. That uh, really, its main addition was throwing. online play and being able to throw. So th- there wasn't a whole lot to it. I mean, it's still a good concept. Yes. I just don't know that they can do it a third time. I think they might have to move on to another 
another thing. Yeah. And Undercooked. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing, cat? Go away. Yeah, I, I just... I Would you want to play another Overcooked 3? I mean, like, I would. I don't know that I would be super stoked about mm-hmm. it. I, it. It's still a fun concept, and I think that they can do things. But they, both games have also had DLC, so there is more that we have not done. Like, the right. the DLC for Overcooked 2 is about seafood. It's called, like, Surf and Turf Which or I something. Which I don't know if I have that. I know for a fact I do have the Overcooked 1 DLC. Yeah, and wasn't there, like, also just strange holiday DLC and all kinds of weird packs for that as well? I think so. I don't, like, I remember it was just on sale when I bought it earlier yeah, in the it was, year. Yeah, it's like some complete edition or something. It was a complete edition and it was, like, $5. So yeah, it, it so was just, whatever, like, yeah. cool. we're always looking for something to yeah. play, so I was like, I'm just gonna pick this up, because... I heard a lot of great things about it, and then and then here I just figured, you know, Overcooked 2, I kind of want to play it. It came out this year. I want to play it before the end of the year just to... Yeah, and to pat out your, pat out your list there. Yes. There's some good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Take it away out off there. I understand. <laughs> I mean, it, it does deserve it over a way out. You can admit that. It does. Uh, Overcooked 2 might win some Oscars this year. We'll see how, <laughs> see how it pans out. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and so after we beat Overcooked 2, we moved on to playing through Firewatch, which yes. is a game that is now a couple of years old. Um, I did a Project Top 10 episode with Gary? our friend Gary, and Firewatch is one of the games he had on his Top 10 list. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, and I, I had bought it when it first came out, and I just never got around to it, and I had heard a lot of positive things. But for a narrative adventure game... It seemed like something I would be interested in, and so we just decided to play, start playing through that. And we got a couple hours in, and I like it so far. Yes, I, I'm just kind of watching you, but it, I mean, the voice acting is excellent. Which, yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you get, like, a professional Yeah, he, he's, he's, he's a famous person from uh, Mad, Mad Men. Men. Yeah. And he's been in other things yeah, as well. Yeah, he has, and I think it's cool that they got him for yeah. that when it was their first... Uh, yeah, it was it was shocking. It was it was like um, I can't think of oh Patrick Warburton when he was in uh, Borderlands Tales from the Borderlands. Oh yeah, I was like, wait, they got they got him to do this. It, it just threw it just threw me. It was very shocking. So yeah, and so that that's cool. They got that. It is the concept is so. This the guy, the main character. He lived in Boulder, Colorado, which is really weird because I was there a couple weeks ago, and so it is like a mountainous area. But his, I guess I don't want to spoil the main conceit. But regardless, he gets a job in the forests of Seattle, and he takes a summer job as a fire lookout, essentially. And weird things start to happen. You know, you interact with some teens, and then. Maybe throw their boombox in the lake. Maybe you don't. And things just get weird. Yes. It looks like it takes place over the course of five or six days. Five days? Which I think we did three? Yeah, where we got to the third day. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, and I I look forward to seeing how it goes. I mean, it could go either way at the end, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I keep... So far, it, it feels like it's building towards something. Like, I, I just... 
at watching you, I kind of felt anxious, like something is yeah, going to happen. Yeah, something is going to happen, and that's that's weird because the part that I like so far is him interacting with essentially his boss on the walkie-talkie and like learning about their lives, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like maybe at the end that's not the core focus of the game. It is more driving you towards this whatever is what looming is. in the distance. And yeah, so which I do want to just I don't want to spoil anything, but I do want to just make a note that the beginning is shockingly heavy. It was really I I was not expecting it at all because I I had never heard anyone talk about that part. No. Maybe for good reason because it's a real downer. It's a downer and it it but it just is like it is something that happens to people and it is rough. It's rough, but at the same time, like it, it gives a little context. But I feel like it sets up a lot more than it needs to. Well, I guess we'll see. I, I guess we'll have to see. But as of right now, doesn't it seem like we have way more context for his life than yeah, we needed? Yes. It does. Yeah. Like if that part, if you take that part out completely, and then just like learned all that stuff through him talk telling stories, I think that might have been even a more effective way to do it. Maybe, but you also don't have to have all those walkie-talkie conversations. Like, you could just be like, fuck off. But in that case, why are you playing this narrative adventure-based game? Mm -hmm. So, I I don't know. Maybe it's just something that they felt was... Needed. Contextually important to the character, and maybe it ties into the ending somehow. Or maybe they kind of... They intended to do it the way I just suggested. Yeah. They didn't quite nail it, and they were like, we better give more context at the beginning. I mean, that could have been added Mm -hmm. before, so... Or yeah, so, after. So far, I like it a lot. Uh, the The art style is amazing. Like, the color palette and everything, it looks super cool. Uh, it doesn't run particularly awesome on the PS4 Pro. It chugs a little bit. No. Uh, but that's just, like, a Unity thing. It's usually is hard to optimize for PS4. And I know they had patched it a bunch, and we were even playing after the Pro patch came out. And it still was chugging a little bit. But it was, it was cool. Yeah. And, and it, it, yeah. That kind of, it doesn't bother me too much when... It's not really a hindrance to the No, the yeah, game. and it's not. It just is weird. It happens like seemingly mm-hmm. at random. Yes. For no reason. Uh, so it makes me look forward to their next game in the Valley of the Gods. Which I've Egypt, already... Egypt, and that seems pretty cool. Which I was already excited about that one just because I, I think ancient Egypt... Egypt and, is dope, yeah. And just like, it seems like you're going to be archaeologists in like probably like the early 1920s, 1930s. Hmm. That's at least what I kind of my interpretation of it. Yeah. I don't know what, what yours was, but that is what it seemed like. Yes. Yeah. So, and this Firewatch doesn't take place in modern day. I think it was the like mid early nineties to late eighties or something like that. Wasn't did it start because in the seventies? And then... it did, and then it kept going. And when they were giving dates, it was in the mid eighties. So I think this takes place in the late to early 90s, or late 80s, early 90s. Uh, yeah, I think you're right about uh, that. And it, I assume if we look it up, because there was problems with fires and stuff that they were talking about that I think were based in historical mm-hmm. reality. So, yeah, we can see that. So, yeah. I, I look forward to finishing it. I think it's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll just, you know, we'll probably finish that up Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> And so I finally beat Red Dead Redemption 2, Matt. Was it worth it? It was. Okay. At the end. So this is... I had to beat it. And I... About halfway through, I thought about quitting. Because it really starts to fucking drag. The story... They really are trying to beat this one point home. 
which you already fucking know because the story of Red Dead 1 is out there. So I, I just was like so many missions in a row to all demonstrate the same fucking point. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. But then I realized that everybody I have heard talk about this game that absolutely loves it isn't even a quarter of the way through the game. Because they do the story missions and they're like, oh, this is cool. Ha ha, Arthur's a neat, decent character. And then they just do a bunch of side stuff. And then they are like, yeah, I like doing that stuff. That is not what I did at all. I After that certain point, I just mainlined the story completely. I stopped doing all of the side stranger missions and stuff. Which I can't go back and do now for reasons that I can't really explain on this podcast. Uh... I can do some of them, not all of them. It's really weird what they determined to lock you out of and what you did not. Um, so it does it? So it throws you back into the world at the end. Yes, but like narratively, narratively things are very different. You know, Far Cry did some where like it just throws you in. Are you familiar with the ending of Far Cry? Not really. Do you no. mind if I spoil? I, yeah, yeah, you can go ahead. A nuclear bomb is dropped. Okay. And then it's just like throw. That's the ending of the game. Mm-hmm. It's spoilers for. It's a terrible ending. They didn't earn it at all. Yeah. And and then and then he just throws you back into the world like nothing happened. Oh well, did no this things definitely occurred and yeah, it's very different. It, so like it it just narratively, even though they didn't earn it, it just felt weird going back into that world. It did not feel weird in this case. It made perfect sense. Right. But, uh, so I just, yeah, it's just... So there there are six main chapters. Right. And probably chapter, like midway through chapter three to all of four and five, most of five, seemed like filler that really didn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. And I yes, their writing is good. The characters are good. I like most of the characters, but... It just, at a certain point, is like, how many times do we need to illustrate that Dutch is not the same anymore and he is, like, kind of going off the deep end a little bit here? Is it just, like, a slow, gradual... It is gradual, but then, like, there is a series of missions where just over and over, they're like, what the fuck is happening to you? And question him every time. And every mission, I... There was a point where I was just like, I don't even want to do this mission. Can we... And that was Is there a way for me to be like, no, get fucked because we should not be doing this at all? And that was halfway through the game? About. Mm. Like, there is a very real turn at one point, and you're like, ooh, this is uh, getting kind of fucked up here. And then, I mean, you know, because that is one of the core conceits. That is the core conceit of Red Dead 1, is the cops come to Marston, and they say, hey, you are technically still a wanted man even though you own this ranch or whatever and you have to we'll pardon you if you go kill dutch and the surviving members of this gang and so like you know that you know Mm. what happened even even if you played the first fucking 40 minutes of red dead you know that dutch is already off the deep end you don't even have to get to the end of the game or anything so it is it just they were trying to drive that point home for so long and there's, there's a lot of weird stuff that happens, right? Like, that just doesn't seem necessary. They try to set up a weird storyline with Marston, because you don't play as Marston, you play mm-hmm. as Arthur Morgan. And they're just, like, weird contrivances about, like, how he got his scar and why he acts certain ways. And it's just... It seems so forced in some cases, which is weird because they have... They try so hard. Like, the consistency... And what they're doing in 
Red Dead 2 to try to make the events of Red Dead 1 plausible is awesome, except for one thing. The effect that Arthur Morgan has on John Marston, there is no possible way, no way at all, that you could have him never mention him in Red Dead 1. It's impossible. Mm. So that's the part where it's like, man, you set all this up, except for the part where this he would have said his name once, they would have talked about him. He was such a crucial part of everything that happens and why the events of Red Dead 1 are as they are, for him to never mention him once. So it's like they definitely just created that character out of thin air. They do mention... I've never played Red Dead 1. Yeah. They do mention multiple characters throughout that game. Well, no, they just, they just like, mention the gang members that you're going that's, after. That's what I mean. Like, I wonder why they didn't pick one of those and then they just created a completely new character. That is what I also feel hmm. like, because... I mean, I guess you're going to kill all of them in Red Dead 1, so... It, it's just very weird, yeah. I don't... I don't know. And so... The, the part that I liked the most about Red Dead was the narrative. And so that sucked that it started to chug in the middle, which the fucking first one did too, man. That part where you go to Mexico is rough, and that's where I had to stop playing. Uh, but I, I chugged through, and I think it was worth it. So there's six chapters, and then there are two epilogue chapters. Personally, for me, I think if anyone plays all the way through Red Dead and they liked all the side stuff and they get to the epilogue, they'll be like, what the fuck is this? I hate this because it takes so long for you to be able to go back into the open world and it's like pretty narrative focused. That was my favorite shit. That was mm. my favorite part of the game. Um, and it was really funny because there was an offhanded comment in a podcast I listened to where they said it, it would have been so sick if Red Dead 2 was this game and they described it. That is exactly what the fucking epilogue is. Mm. And it was amazing. I was like, wow, they called that on accident. <laughs> um and it's cool, and it sets up a lot of Red Dead 1, and it... Yeah, that, that blog is very interesting, and I like it. The main problem that I think I had with the game overall is there is literally no power curve. So, as you you start off in the beginning, and you have, like, two pistols, you could use those same pistols all the way until the end of the game, because if you shoot them in the body, the damage will matter. Mm-hmm. But if you to keep the insanely generous auto aim on and flick up and shoot them in the head, no matter what gun you're using, they'll die in one hit. So almost every encounter is just you mowing dudes down with headshots, and that is the whole game. Like, there is never really any difference. I Mm. mean, if you want to try to change it, I guess you can. Just don't headshot people that much anymore or throw a lot more dynamite. But it just... that That is what the whole thing is. So after, like... 50 60 hours of doing that same thing it's like the combat gets very stale like almost immediately at least to me and isn't it more of a cover shooter is it more it is it's more of a cover shooter else if you're not in cover you get decimated because like from my experience with rockstar games it's duck behind cover pop out with the auto aim you just kind of like you don't even aim no you just hit it and it goes right to like their dead center and if you flick up you can get a headshot so easily and then you just duck back under cover and then you just 
keep doing it over and over, and then you come back out. Where like that's why I never got sick of Assassin's Creed because I was able to switch up the way I was. Well, but you also level up. Like you become stronger. Mm-hmm. You fight stronger enemies. Like well, yeah, the exactly. humans of the Wild West aren't getting any stronger. Like they're just you're shooting them in the head, and it's whatever. I mean, yes, there are parts where people have Gatling guns, but like spoilers, if you shoot the guy on the Gatling gun in the head doesn't matter what the fuck is happening on the gatling gun mm-hmm. so it just that that is the thing that i found to be the biggest bummer because like you can upgrade your guns you can outfit arthur with all kinds of shit you can go hunting to do all this stuff but for what fucking purpose other than this world needs to be filled with stuff to do and that's what a lot of the people who i've talked to personally that are still playing it have said like that's the part that they like the most mm-hmm. but that's never why i come to a rockstar game i come to it for an interesting narrative and like GTA games, I like the narrative. I know a lot of people have in recent years started shitting on it because it is basically just like a string of crime movies tied together, meshed into one thing, and it is very clear where they got their inspiration from. Red Dead is like that too with Western movies, but those are less frequent. I was going to say, the thing is, Western movies are less popular. They're less popular and less frequent, but also I think that they do a better job of writing the characters Mm. in these games, whereas they're not just like fucking shitty caricatures of people i mean there's still that still exists like who boy the stuff with the native americans man that's uh that's something else and Mm -hmm. like you interact with an italian guy at one point and like they're just like weird stereotypes and but 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 i think that like arthur morgan is a character his whole arc is very good and same thing with the other characters like Dutch is a believable character that whole way through and you see what happens like Marston is a believable character that whole way through and you see how he came to be how he is in Red Dead 1 and even just like the side characters like the members of the gang that you meet up with in Red Dead 1 like Javier Bill Williamson they're they're all really fleshed out characters whereas a lot of the side characters in GTA are just kind of throwaway bullshit characters so I think they might have actually... They It seems like the writing team goes way harder on Red Dead than they mm. do in GTA. Hopefully that's not the case in the next game. Hopefully they... Really which, I mean, the last GTA, they had to really write three protagonists. Which, they did, and they were all okay. Yeah, and Like, no one was, like, way better than the other, and then it's still a lot of the side characters you, like, oh, man, here's our nerdy tech guy, here is the crooked accountant, here is the gang member, you know what I mean? Like, they're just... Yeah. Very stereotypical, and they don't have a lot more depth than that. And that, that that's fine. Right. Yeah, it still plays out as an exciting story, but I think it just works better in Red Dead. Right. And so I I will not be going back into the open world, I'll tell you that. I found out at the end there were eight different collectible types that I had never interacted with. <laughs> they were still unidentified in the progress list. Wow. Which... And you're definitely not going to touch the online stuff either, right? I might. Uh, it does definitely seem like it is just GTA Online, but with horses. Mm. So in my opinion, worse GTA Online. <laughs> right. <laughs> because my my thing with GTA Online is they can expand it out. They can do a whole bunch of stuff. Like you can, they added that whole nightclub thing. There can be different kinds of vehicles. Like, what are they going to add? A robot horse? Like what the fuck? There will be no real meaningful progression. Just like the main game, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, I, I, from what I heard about the the online, it seems like it's even, like, to get money, it takes even longer. The economy is rough. I've, heard, I've seen that as well. But it just, it the, the, the time period doesn't lend itself to being, in my opinion, 
as you can't build it out as much as you could in GTA. Unless they, because a lot of it is just open wilderness, unless they kind of allow you to kind of lay like create a camp and then that camp turns into like a town. Yeah, and they and then you like protect your town. They could do know. that, and like that stuff could be interesting, but it's still just you're gonna be driving a horse around. There's not much difference, but there's like three or four main types of horses. Like it's not gonna be that much different. You can customize your horse's hair and stuff, I guess. I don't know. And, and like you can make yourself look different, but it it is just a bunch of the side activities from the main game, which I didn't enjoy that much anyways. So. Right, I, which I guess now you can do it with friends. So if you were really into that, it's you know. and like for for what it is, it seems cool. And right, they, it didn't explode like GTA Online did when it first came out. Like it was fucking rough, and there was like no content. This seems that released better. today, right? Or was it this yesterday? released today for regular humans like me who didn't buy it release week? I wonder how the servers. I didn't look. Uh, I bet most people who bought Red Dead bought it day one, so that would have been there already. No, I'm wondering because now everyone's getting online. No, I people. So the way they rolled it out was really dumb. Okay. It was either Tuesday or Wednesday was the day that people who bought the hundred dollar edition could get in. Okay. And then the next day was people who played it the first day, oh. and then the day after that was people who played it the first week. And then Friday was, oh, so it would have been Tuesday. Friday was for everyone who okay. bought it after week one. So they, they did it kind of smart to right. like ease people in. But if it didn't break on the second day, then I think it will be good now still. Okay. God. And they were still having like some server issues. Like mm. I was watching someone play on Twitch and they got kicked out a couple times. It just was like, ah, eh, man, server failure. Mm-hmm. What? But then they could get right back in, and they were in the exact same spots. It's not a huge deal. Right. So, yeah, I the Red Dead is over. It was very good. Um, really? I Like, it never got to where I wanted it to be, but the plot alone, I think, was very good. Is it a top ten contender? It could be. We'll see. It depend, when I look at my list, it could be, but it would be near the bottom, just because of, like, yes. I... Boy, the story is pretty good, but man, I the gameplay just doesn't fucking do anything for me at all. Yeah. And the next game that you've played, I have never heard of. Oh, I played, yeah, so I started playing CrossCode. I had wanted to buy this for a long time. One of my friends recommended it to me like a year ago when it was in early access. It is a fake MMO. It's like a single-player MMO. It is... An indie game made by a German developer that is, like, story-based, and it is about, basically, you are a character in an MMO, but... where? What's the setting? The MMO world. It's called Cross Worlds. Well, no, I mean, like, is it... Do you use guns, or do you use, oh, like, magic, so or, like... It is weird. It is a, both a du- dual-joystick shooter and, like, a kind of... You do melee attacks as well. So you use the right stick to aim your balls. Okay. And they keep saying balls, and I can't tell if they're like doing it as a joke or if they were just like, man, this was the best we had was we're called these balls. Because they say it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I feel about this. It's really weird. <laughs> so you aim the stick, and you can shoot your balls. And then if you like hold the stick in a direction, you can shoot a stronger beam that will sometimes stun people. I'm very bad at aiming those. It seems very clearly designed to be used with a mouse and keyboard, mm. but I refuse. 
mainly because I'm streaming it and it will sound so fucking loud if I'm using the mouse and keyboard because of the way my mic is. Uh, so I'm using a controller and I usually do melee anyways, but you can spec for melee to be stronger anyways. Right. And it seems like some of the, if you're fighting a boss and you have to stun it, it's pretty generous. They're like huge usually. Um, is it sprite or is it? They're sprites. Uh, so is it it's top just, down? it's a top down 2D. Um, well, like sort of top down. It, right. It's weird. It, you can see the side of them too. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the whole conceit is this game exists in reality I guess I can't really explain it. Like, there, we are in the real world, but then there is this island called Cross Worlds where people log on and they control an avatar on the island, so it exists in physical space. Mm-hmm. You start, and there is a, a weird preamble of these two characters, and you have no idea what the hell's happening. Everything is on fire, and one of them dies, and something happens to the other one. And then you start, and you're this completely different character who is mute, which is really funny because they like can't get her voice protocol working or something so they give her like one word and all she can say is hi to most npcs which is pretty funny a lot mm-hmm. of the time and i've gotten a couple more words since then so it's just like hi and she says her name mm-hmm. and it's just like this is so fucking dumb <laughs> but a lot of the characters you're talking to are like pre-programmed npcs so they don't even get it so they just keep saying their canned dialogue anyways oh. so it's pretty funny a lot of the time but when you interact with other players they're like what the fuck is happening right now but what you're interacting with other quote-unquote players, players and they're actually other npcs yes okay uh, so there's npcs that are meant to like seem like npcs and yes. then there's like and so what i what i like mmos i like the grinding aspect of mmos the part where i don't like is where eventually you have to rely on other human players to like do a raid or do something else this is my ideal game mm-hmm. because it's a fake mmo so i can just play it myself and it, it, it has an interesting story so like you for some reason don't have your memory and they don't really know what the fuck happened so they're putting you back in the world as a new character to try to figure out like what went on Mm -hmm. and there's all kinds of weird shit happens like some fucking magic dude breaks out of the mmo and tries to kill you in the beginning and it's weird i didn't get super far i've only streamed a couple hours i was planning on streaming today but then i woke up way too late to do it so i'll probably do it uh tomorrow night or sunday during the day but I, I wanted a game that I could just stream and not play off stream because I haven't been streaming. I just wanted something to do. And so it was just something interesting that I thought I could do. And right. it's not super taxing on my PC. And it's fun. I like it. I'm not super far. But yeah, you pick up a bunch of fucking generic ass quests. You kill enemies and go. It's cool. I like it. Uh, it was in early access for a long time. But they're a pretty small German studio, so mm. it's it's very interesting. Is it it's out now or it is in, it's out for real now. It came out uh, two or two, at the beginning of October maybe was okay. when it left early access. And so I originally when it was in early access, I was not under the impression that it was a story based game. So maybe that is what the 1.0 release is, is they added the actual plot outside of the content, which is like there's a lot of plot, mm. and a lot of stuff. So. It, it's cool. I like it. It's interesting. Do you have any context of how long it is? Or? Uh, 50 to 80 hours. <laughs> so you're going to be streaming that for a long time. Yeah, but I I don't know. I enjoy it enough. No, and I, it is the kind of like grinding that I will get into regardless. Mm-hmm. So it, if, if the story holds up too, it's a sweet added bonus. It seems yeah. interesting so far. It has hooked me. So Now is it like text-based or... 
Like the, the yeah, story. there's no there's no spoken dialogue or anything. Yet. I was kind of like with you streaming. Do you just not care that like you're just sitting there reading text, or do you just like? Oh, I read it out loud. You usually. read it out loud, yeah. So, which okay. I had to do that with Inazuma, anyways, because mm-hmm. some of it is voice acted, but most of it is not. So, so no, I that, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I usually don't read the quest dialogue mm-hmm. myself or out loud. I usually just some like mashing a like any MMO because it's like give me three apples. You're mm-hmm. like yeah I got it. Okay. Apples. <laughs> Uh, and other than that, after I beat Red Dead, I started playing Moonlighter, which you said you are also probably going to start playing soon. Uh, yes, hopefully uh, tomorrow. Which is another indie game. Uh, it came out at the beginning of the summer, or like the middle of the summer. It was in early access, I think, before that. And it's cool. You play as a shopkeeper. Uh, you're like taking over your parents' store and... It's just a dungeon crawler. You go into the dungeon, you get items, you put them in your shop, you set a price, and then you can like choose to open up your shop. Customers will come in. They'll give you some general idea of if the price is good or not. There's like four different states, which is like, holy shit, this is cheap. This is a good price. Maybe it could be lower or like, why are you charging so fucking much from this? What is there a penalty for just charging everything really low? Like, what no. is the end goal? The end goal is be your character wants to open the fifth door so that there are four there are four dungeons okay. areas. And apparently if you beat all the bosses, it opens up some mystical fifth door that is special for some reason. And I guess a lot of people that come to live in that town, they get obsessed with it and then they end up dying in the dungeon. And so your weird mentor guy, I don't know if he's your grandpa or what the fuck is happening because he doesn't even live with you. He basically says, hey, just go in there and get items to sell. It's not worth it to get obsessed with this, which I maybe something happened to his parents in the dungeon. I don't know. The main character's name is Will, I guess. Now, do you get to those other dungeons with... Because, like, you're selling, so then what is the point of the selling? Are you, like, so yes, you new use, dungeons? You, you, use the, you unlock new dungeons when you beat the boss. So when you're selling, okay. you get the money, which you use to buy new weapons, to get further new armor. Okay. Uh, but also you can upgrade your shop, or you pay the initial fee for other vendors to come into the town. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the beginning, there are a lot of empty houses... And, like, there will be a notice board where you can either, like, invest in, like, oh, like, the this dude needs $500 to come here and he's a blacksmith. So you do that and then you can buy weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have three people. It seems like you can only get five. Um, well, I, yeah, I have three people. I unlock the ability to get the fourth guy, but it's, like, mad expensive. And I've never had anywhere near that much money. And can you hire people to just run the shop or no it does not seem that way mm. uh the upgrades for the shop are basically you can upgrade just the size of the shop you can upgrade your bed which gives you bonus hp when you go into the dungeon you can upgrade your s- storage capacity and one thing i did not buy yet you can buy like a bargain bin mm. then you can like put items in the bargain bin i don't know why the fuck you would do that but is it kind of like Stardew Value where there are days where, like, you open up so, the shop and then you go do the dungeon? So there are days, the day? but it doesn't make sense why it is counting days. Like, there's an actual calendar. Mm. Like, you start in the beginning of January and now it's, like, the 20th or something. But, like, 
there's no town events or anything, so it doesn't. Well, I was wondering if like that was like you could only do so much, and then you, you have can, to go you, to sleep. You or... can only do so much, and then you have to go to sleep. So the way it works is during the day the dungeon is easier. During the night, it is harder. So what'll end up happening is during the daytime, you can choose to open up your shop and basically you run it until all your items are gone or until the day is over and you can shut it before then, but no matter what, it changes to night. Mm. And so at night, you can either go to the dungeon when it's harder or you can just go to bed and make it the next day, but you can only run your shop during the day. Okay. And then if you're in the dungeon at night and you come out, you still have to go to bed and then it will become daytime. But it just, so like, yeah, I get like there's a day-night cycle, but why there's an actual calendar doesn't make any sense to me. Because I even like scrolled through the calendar and there are no markings for like, oh, events will happen on this day or like this is a holiday. So I guess I don't really get that. I guess it's just simply because of the day structure of you can only do the two things and then you're done. Yeah, yeah, but like the season isn't changing. It's just, Mm. I I don't get why there's that calendar. Like Mm -hmm. I get the the day-night cycle thing. And they are still adding to it. Uh, I bought it on PS4. The PC version is one one patch further and they added some new weapon type called like Pirate or something and there's like some more New Game Plus content and they are going to keep adding to it, I guess, so maybe there will eventually be Mm -hmm. days, but it is like a fully fledged thing right? uh, the way it is right now. And I I like it. It's just like a pretty simple dungeon crawler. Uh, You start with a broom and it really sucks and like I got a sword and shield and I started upgrading that, but there's a bunch of weapon types like fists, a greatsword, a bow, Mm -hmm. all, all kinds. I found fists as a drop and normally I like that kind of thing, but it just doesn't feel right with the way a lot of the enemies are. And I, I beat the first boss last night. I kind of cheesed it a little bit because I brought way too many health potions and I shouldn't have been able to kill it. Oh. And so I just kind of stood in one place and hacked it until it was dead while I used health potions. So I unlocked the second dungeon, which the first one is this weird kind of cave thing where you fight a bunch of golem creatures, and the second one is a forest. They tell you what each one is in the beginning. I can't remember the other two, but... It just is like a slightly different aesthetic and you still kind of like Zelda, you, you old Zelda games, you go room to room and they give you a map so you can see where you're going. Mm-hmm. Some rooms are special, like just ones with a healing fountain, stuff like that. It, it's cool as a, it's like, it's a roguelike, but not at all because it's not really, it is run based in the dungeon, but then if you die, it's not like you start the whole game over. You just lose some of the items that you had picked up. I keep thinking of like Stardew Valley specific or Stardew Valley specifically the the mines. Yeah, it is very similar to that. But instead of well, even then, like you could sell the stuff that you were collecting. Yeah, you sell it because you yeah. Uh, is there an inventory like you can only pick up so much? You can only pick up so much, and, and then there's a bunch of chests in your shop that you can store that stuff in. Do you kind of learn? Just by playing, like, oh, I don't even bother picking this item up. Yep, and then you can just throw it away. I mean, usually what I end up doing is I'll pick up everything, and then once my inventory is full, if I actually got further in the dungeon and I know something is better, I'll just throw away stuff. But you will, event- in theory, you'll need every item to, uh, like, upgrade weapons and stuff, because, like, sometimes it's, like, fucking arbitrary. Like, to make a sword, I need seven broken swords. Like, whatever. Mm. Uh... And so, yeah, then you'll, you can mark things that you want to craft, so it'll let you know what things you actually need in the dungeon, so not to sell those or whatever. 
How do the dungeons from day to day work? It's just random. It, so it's random every single day? So, okay, I wasn't sure if there was, like, a progression of, like, I got to this floor or whatever. No, so later you can you get the ability to pay some absurd amount of gold to create a portal to go back to the same place you were at mm. uh so like there are three stages of the first dungeon the other ones i assume have more so like maybe if you get really low and you're kind of low on health or you want to go back and put your items in your chest it gives you a way to do that mm. um, for a costly fee but other than that, yeah, like, once you leave the dungeon, you're starting back at floor one, and it's just a random floor plan, and then you go through until you get to the second, and then third, and fight the boss. But it, it you typically want to just go as far as you can, you're like, oh boy, I'm low on yeah, health. Yeah, I'm low on health, and then you hold circle to use your magic amulet to Oh, get and you out. can just you instantly get out, yep, you don't have to backtrack, that's no, nice. And so you have to pay for that, but it's like some, it's usually like 200 gold, and by the time you're, you have the ability to use the amulet, you're... Well, I guess you get it right away. Whatever. But it's 200 is nothing at mm. that point. Like, you could sell literally anything and probably get 200. Yeah, I mean, how far... How many hours are you in it at this point? I played it for, like, four-ish hours. Yeah, and you had, like, 12,000 gold. I did, yeah. So, so like, like, the stuff that you get at the end of the first dungeon, I'm apparently selling for way too cheap at a th- over 1,000 a pop, so... Mm-hmm. The stuff gets crazy expensive. Yeah, yeah, so, I, yeah. so, like, paying the 200 is well worth it. So. Yeah. And it has a weird economy. Like, if you flood the market with too many of the same item, people will be like, oh, man, this isn't a popular item. But if you sell something and, it, like, you just sell one, people will be like, oh, shit, this is, like, a hot commodity. And they'll be willing to pay more for it uh, if you bring more. Mm-hmm. So, it's, it's cool. I like it. Um, I don't know how, like how deep it is like it doesn't seem like it changes much other than the type of the dungeon so it seems like something that could get kind of stale which is why they're trying to add a whole bunch of stuff to it like new game plus and a bunch of other things but so so far i like it Mm. i don't think it's very long probably take like 15 20 hours from going what i looked up online because i usually use the website how long to to be yeah just because i like to have an idea of how long a game is before i play it it said 10 to 15 hours yeah like i beat that first dungeon relatively Mm -hmm. easily and the combat's not super tough. I mean, right. maybe it will get that way longer. You have a weird dodge roll that makes you mostly invincible. Hmm. So, yeah, I, it's fun. I like it. I had been looking to get it when it came out. Right. Um, but then I had seen a bunch of stuff about how they were going to be adding more to it. And so, like, once you beat it, you can't really do anything. So they added New Game Plus and hmm. a couple other things that made it seem like a much more enticing package. So. And I had the credit to buy it. So right. Easy. So, yeah, I, I like Moonlighter. Yeah, I look forward to giving it a try. Yeah, I, it's interesting for sure. All right, and so you played Yakuza 6. Did you beat it yet? I, I saw you're still it. playing it. Oh, yeah. I buddy. really pushed myself this week. Yeah, man. Because I, I, I wanted to beat it for today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was up till 1 both uh, Wednesday and Thursday night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on uh, yeah. where that story goes. <laughs> yeah, it goes some places, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, we did that whole big uh, episode or that second part of mm-hmm. a couple months ago on Yakuza. I will say I'm very happy that I played. I waited to play Yaku, uh, Kiwami 2. Yeah. Because it, it at least gave me context of who Daigo is specifically. Oh, Daigo is very important, yeah. He is important, but he's like barely in the game. That too. And but the, like he's 
his just presence is, plays a very large role in the, yes, the game. Yes, for sure. And so you you beat it uh I did yeah. back in what March or whatever. Yeah, whenever it came out. I don't. I'm trying to like. This is a hard game to talk about without spoiling. Yeah. So I'm gonna try to tiptoe around it. But like, <laughs> I will say that I was impressed that they 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 wrote characters that may be dumber than Kiryu. Kiryu. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I was impressed by that. Yeah. Until the end, and I was like, nope, he's the dumbest. <laughs> nope, he's a jackass. Yeah, I I don't know. Do you do you agree with his thought process at the end there? I guess I don't even remember the very end now. You don't remember what happens? I mean, not really. A lot of those endings blend together in my head. Okay, because this is like the end of Kiryu's right it is yeah for sure do you want me should i spoil it like, i mean it, I'll, I'll ask you after okay the do you want do you want to because like I, I didn't mind spoiling far cry because like that yeah. story was so bad but like this is a game that it like is pretty good i yakuza like the strength is the story so i, I definitely don't want to spoil spoil no, that yeah. and it, i yakuza 6 was cool because it had like a lot of the characters that i really liked from three four and five like you do a fair amount of fighting with Akiyama. Yes. And that's dope, man. Playing as Akiyama is so good. You play as you play as Akiyama? In four and five. Do you does Daigo play a very large role in three, four, and five? Yes. Because at the end there's this whole big section and it just it felt like Kiryu, really in the second one, Kiryu just you haven't played it yet, right? No, I didn't. He just kind of meets Daigo. Well, he meet you meet Daigo in Yakuza Zero. He is a little kid. Okay, I don't remember that. That was a side mission, but you you meet Daigo because he is the son of the patriarch right. at that time, and so he tells you that he like respects you because uh, you're the only one who treats him like a real person, and like tells him he's like a fucking little brat or whatever mm. all the time. And so that, like, I thought that was a cool touch. But no, yeah, Daigo is very important. In uh, the second one. In the second one, third one, fourth one. But then it, it definitely... Not so much the fifth one. I mean, like, a little bit. But... I was just wondering if it, like, Yakuza... Or Yakuza, if Kiryu kind of, like, takes Daigo under his wing. A little bit, yeah. Okay. I think that it's more that Daigo just really respects Kiryu overall. Which you'll understand why, especially in if when you play the second one. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I like Daigo as a character... And just, so the ones, the the things that really were weird to me was like, there's a scene, I I mean, this isn't much of a spoiler, outside of Haruka's, like, weird hospital room, where he interacts with Majima and Saijima for, like, 30 seconds, if that. Like, they're, like, never there. Well, they're both in jail. I mean, like, yeah, but he shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Saijima should not have gone to jail again. I don't know. Like, I, they, they were both just, like... I was really so, sad so, that so, Majima was barely in this game. Yeah, and, like, that the whole thing was really weird. Like, Sa- Saijima's whole plot is that he served his jail time. I, see, I didn't play 3, 4, so, 5, so... I just... It was a very strange thing, and he should not have gone to jail. Which, I don't... I'm trying to remember. I... Sajima didn't really play a big role in... He was... I mean, in Zero, he technically did. Because that is why uh, Majima 
uh, goes crazy in the first place. Oh, okay. Okay. Because he refuses to sell out Sajima, mm. and then they keep him there and beat him or whatever happened to him. Oh, right, right. That was... And boy, the actual plot twist of that is something to behold. So, so wait, Sajima is Majima's brother? Technically, by drinking sake, you know? Okay. They're not actually brothers. Okay, so does he come back then? Sajima? In like 3, 4, or 5? Yeah, you play a Sajima in 4 and 5. Because I do not remember him. So the thing is, they send Sajima out to a hit. And he's basically supposed to kill a room full of people. And he does. Uh, And then they basically are framing him. Like, they they set him up to to do that. Mm. And something happens, so he ends up getting arrested. And uh, Majima is, like, not cool with that. And that's why they, like, keep him hostage. So he can't Mm. go tell Saijima that he's being set up. I remember, and yes. then they beat him because they're like, oh man, this is... You know, I don't know why I was thinking Sajima was then killed. He was not. He goes to prison and... I guess he just disappeared in Zero? No, they arrest him. Well, that's what I mean. He like They arrest him and then he's like... He's never... in jail, yeah. And then and he, so like, he, you don't see him he again. He stays in jail uh, and in 4, where he is introduced as one of the multiple playable characters, you escape jail don't worry in five you escape jail again uh, <laughs> so it, it's uh there's a lot going on in right, here right. Sajima's a really cool character and i was like bummed that I, I like akiyama more so it was cool that he was there a lot but i was bummed that he was not Sajima was not really featured and the other playable character in four people get upset that he's never in it again but he was like a famous actor like a famous japanese actor was his likeness mm. so they were just like nah, man, we're not getting this shit back okay uh, so, but but a lot of the characters from over the course of Yakuza do make an appearance in in six, in six, in a meaningful way, so. right? And cool. just the overall story arc of I can at least just I'll just briefly talk about that, where it's just Haruka. Yeah, she was hit hit, hit with a hit and run. Mm-hmm. So then she's in a coma. Yes, but she had a baby. She had a baby. <laughs> So, Kiryu, the entire game is just finding out who the father is. I knew who it was right away. I did, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then they try to, like, give you a bunch of misdirection, like, oh, maybe it's this guy. And you're yeah. like, no way. Right. Everybody sucks. Haruko would not be with these shitty garbage people. And I was like, oh, hopefully we were right. Yes. Got him. Which, and then, like, you uncover some, like deep japanese plot from world war ii Fuck it off. gets crazy that part was so <laughs> fucking yeah yeah that was a, mm-hmm. and then the ending we'll just talk about it after the podcast yeah. i was kind of disappointed in and but nah. like yeah, they yeah. end it but it's it's kind of it's hard to to talk about what i didn't like about it until yeah. after yeah, I just don't remember this so long ago. And mm-hmm. the endings of Yakuza games usually are pretty meaningless overall, so... That's fair. Other than, I guess, I remember the ending of 5. Because he gets shot. Yeah, and man. then they're crying in the snow or whatever the fuck happens. That was pretty sad. Uh, definitely don't remember the ending of 4 or 3. And 1 is... One of them, there's a lot of rubber bullets. <laughs> we'll say that. 
one the first one is um your best friend whatever his name is uh, nishiki blows up that tower yeah and then two is off the rails crazy i bet it is <laughs> yeah i just like the yakuza franchise i'm yeah. glad they carry is done do you think they're gonna keep it going Oh yeah, they already announced that they are. Oh, they the, are. The Who's... they showed the new main character. It's like weird. Okay, like I guess I haven't looked into it too much. I because I, I because he's like they're debuting him in the Yakuza Online, which is the weird mobile game, and he will be the main character of the next game. So they are continuing it. Dude. Are they completely scrapping everybody, or is it just Kiryu's out of the picture? Uh, I would assume that Kiryu will still be in the game. But he is not the main character. Cause so you think like Majima will still be around? Like man, I hope so. I, I hope so too. The, the new main character looks wild. He has like a weird afro okay. kind of thing. See, I didn't know if they were moving on from Yakuza because now they're making that Project Judge. Project Judge so uh, I think that they are. I would hope that they're taking a break from that because now they have that sick engine, so they can like make a cool new mm. thing. But maybe they are using Project Judge to build more mechanics on top of that engine. Because 6 is like... It's like a weird downgrade almost. Like the graphics look really good and the engine is way better. But there is less combat variety. Yeah, like... Some of the other stuff is kind of strange. But I mean, they were starting from the ground up. So I bet Project Judge is like to bridge the gap. So they can add a bunch more weird random shit in mini games, and then they'll go back to Yakuza. Yeah, because Yakuza Zero—that was the first one I played. That had like really six different uh, and, fighting styles be- with the two different characters. And that was also still using the same engine from the original Yakuza, so they mm. had many th- years to build on top of that. Whereas Six, that was the first game they put out with that engine. Where Kiwami even only had the one. Yes, but, and that was so they could try to keep it more true to the original. Right. Uh, it had two. Because you had the Dragon of Dojima. Akira, oh, you okay. still had his multiple fighting styles. Okay, maybe he did, and I just... Yeah. I, I remember I liked Majima's fighting styles more. Yes, but Kiryu definitely... They were not even the same fighting styles for the most part. Mm-hmm. But he, he, had the, or he had the same ones, but also the Dragon of Dojima, which was the red one. Right. Uh, yeah, so they they just kept doing that, and I mean, I guess they probably added some with Kiwami too that I didn't really, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't try yet. So yeah, I hope they. I mean, they said they're continuing. It, okay, so. well that, that makes me happy, and I look forward to. I know three, four, and five are. They'll probably be PS five games. No, they're PS four games. What? When they really released them? Yeah, they're out already in Japan. Mm-hmm. Four is coming out like now. In that's what I mean, but like it's gonna be a couple years before they're released in the U.S. Oh, if they they will not put them on PS5. You don't think they no will? Way. I they, if they do even put them out here, they'll be like weird throwaway digital only things that don't cost that much. I think. You don't think that they're likely to even be out be put out in the U.S. Here, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I thought they were. I don't know if they announced that or not, mm. but if I had to guess, I would say that they would not be. I was kind of hoping they would because that's like. A real downgrade. I because if if that's their plan, they really goofed mm. with the way they put them out here. I think because then you get like the best experience with zero. Mm. It's sort of taken forward into Kiwami, but is still like a really weird holding on to the PS2 mechanics and looks kind of like shit. 
and then they go to six, which is a new engine. Then they go to two, two, and then they would go to three, which literally isn't even remade at all. It is just upresed. Right. That shit will be rough. Mm. Going backwards, so I, I don't know. See, I don't. The thing is, for me, the the draw is the story. Yes, but I'm just saying, even like graphically, it will be not. I, good. I, graphics don't bother me too much, but I, I, I see what you're saying. So I, I don't know, mm-hmm. and especially if it is nearing the end of the life cycle. Well, later. that's why I was wondering. If... I, I think if it does come out here, it'll probably come out like a year later, like it usually does. I think the main thing that would be holding them back is they cut a lot of content from the U.S. version of three, so they would have to actually do some localization mm-hmm. as well. Whereas four and five, they could probably just be like hey, HD, and I mean that takes programming work, but it then it doesn't take the localization work as well. Right. And well, it's all all there, so. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so you want to move on to the the Pokemans? Yes, we can move on to part two, which is uh, you played P- Let's Go Eevee. Yeah, you played Pikachu. Pikachu. Mm-hmm. Other than I had Pikachu on my shoulder and you had Eevee on your shoulder. Yeah, it's very similar. I could catch a Bellsprout mm-hmm. and you could catch an Oddish. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> uh, there are a couple other ones that I don't remember. Meowth and Growlithe and... A Vulpix. Vulpix. It, Grimer, Grimer, and uh, coughing. Sandshrew. I think that's Sandshrew and Meowth. I think those are the yeah, two. Yeah, I think those are the two. Whatever. It, it, it's like a regular Pokemon game right. where you can catch certain Pokemon in certain certain versions. Um, so I started off really liking this game, mm-hmm. and about halfway through, I was very much wanting to be done with it. Really? Yes. And I think it, it's not even because... So I, I farmed for a shiny Vulpix, which is probably the most fun I had with the game, actually. Um, and then I made it really broken, because you can feed them 200 candies. Mm. So my level 39 tails uh, was 200 higher than it should have been in every stat. Because they like changed the way. It's not necessarily EVs and IVs. It's like right. CVs, I think they're called. Candy values or whatever. Um and it just yeah halfway through i was just the part where you have to raid the game corner and the part where then you have to go raid Silfco, like i was just so done at that point and i part of it i think is because i just i've played gen one too many times now i think because i played blue originally then i played yellow again then you go through kanto again in silver you go through kanto again in crystal you have fire red and leaf green, and then, yeah, it's like five times that you've played through the same area. Mm-hmm. So then here, it being the sixth time, was like, maybe this was too many times for me. But overall, I think that the game is really cool. Right. It's just I personally burned out like halfway through, and I did end up beating the Elite Four and beating it. I just, mm-hmm. I kind of got burnt out. I will say that going through the Silphco and... Going through those three, because it's like the Silphco, going through the Rocket Tower, and then whatever the other one is, the Game Corner. Yeah. It kind of like, going through that third one, the the Tower, I was like, battling is so pointless. Why am I going through and battling everything? 
Because that's just kind of like a habit of mine going through. Well, yeah, because normally in regular Pokemon games, you would get a lot of experience for right. that. But in this, you'd get barely any experience from battling, and you mm-hmm. get all the experience from catching Pokemon. And specifically, chaining is yeah. the best way to get it, like you did. So I assume when you were chaining for that Vulpix, your other Pokemon in the party just got I, sw- I swapped them out at that point because I was like, oh, well, this will be way less fun if they're all really broken. So then I like... Fucking had a Charizard Venusaur and Blastoise on my sub team, <laughs> but I, yeah, it just especially if you were chaining for a shiny like that, your Pokemon are gonna get way stronger than they should have been. I mean, they're doing a like before the fourth gym, right? Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it just it's really weird, right? I, I burned out pretty heavily by the halfway point, but I do think that I was originally expecting this to be some throwaway like, oh, they're putting this out in between the real game or whatever but but i did like it a lot mm. i think that some of the mechanical changes like being able to see the pokemon in the wild is pretty cool uh you can even you can see when they're shiny too so that's helpful um and then you can choose not to fight them like if you're like oh man i got 700 drowsies don't need another one of these you can just mm. avoid it um but then that part made the battles seem much more tedious to me right. because every time they would happen like you can't escape some of them so it's just like yeah, it's the same thing. Like, why am I doing this? I don't get a lot of experience for this. It's not really worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it just it seemed very much easier overall. And I don't know if that is because we know how to play Pokemon and we I, just I th- know. I think two, two couple issues. One is we know how to play Pokemon. Two, we know those gyms. Yeah, over, so yeah. <laughs> we know the gyms and we know the Elite Four, so we know what teams to build toward like you for the yeah. future like it's like okay i should get a i should get the gengar here or the ghastly and turn it into a hunter because i know this gym is coming up type of mm-hmm. thing i know this elite four member is coming up where like regular pokemon although everything gets spoiled i typically don't see who the elite four is and i don't see the gyms which i mean sun and moon didn't have that yeah so i don't quite know what to plan for so it does that makes it a little harder as well yeah, but but I, I do like most of the mechanical changes. I was going to ask, if you could cha- take one mechanical change out of Let's Go and put it into like a main line, what would it be? Oh, I would put the being able to see the wild Pokemon. So no more random encounters. Yeah. That's what I would do as well. I liked that. But, I mean, they will definitely go back to the random encounters. I can guarantee that. So It, it seems like a lot of people were complaining about that. Which it seemed like it was the people complaining were people who didn't actually play the game. Yes, so that is what I thought was really weird about this was before these games came out, I saw just the ultimate amount of negativity that I've ever seen for a game. Just everybody shitting all over it. And I was like, Mm. well, we haven't even played this. Like, we don't know what it's like and then the amount of positivity i saw afterwards i thought was pretty funny Mm -hmm. because like almost everyone that i've talked to about it is super positive on it and i I, that might have been because people thought it was gonna be throwaway and like they're taking out some of the mechanics like pokemon don't have abilities you can't do held items they're changing the way evs work do you use held items i do all the time yeah Okay, because I do when I was, like, competitively battling. I mean, especially, like, Quick Claw and stuff like that, just to get the edge on Pokemon that wouldn't normally have that. Or Mm -hmm. even, I mean, just get, like, stronger, like, Charcoal that powers up all the fire moves and stuff. Like, stuff like that I would use. I mean, Mm -hmm. not, like, I'm not out here using Soul Dew and shit like that. Right. Like, the 
choice scarf or anything but right. yeah I, I would do all that stuff um so that that was like i thought i would miss that more than i did the thing that i did not miss at all was abilities because i every time i tried to kill a gia dude i had in the back of my head he's gonna survive with one hp because of sturdy and that's the worst thing on the planet mm. not no more no, no. doesn't happen uh, and it was inter- it's interesting to see the change, too, because the first generation of Pokemon was, like, pretty unbalanced. Like, Psychic Pokemon were, uh, let's say, way too good in the original generation of Pokemon. Yes, because they didn't have... Cause <laughs> there, like... was, there was only attack. There was no special attack. So their attack was, like, fucking... No, there was, atta- the there was attack and special attack. Not in the original. They changed... The special attack became a stat in Silver. I don't think that's right. There was no. There was I'm only positive. one. There was only one defense. Oh, maybe that's true. This there was attack and special attack. Huh? Because I I go back and I replay those games. Because oh, okay. I just replayed, you know, regular red hmm. earlier in the year. Defense is its own. Defense thing. was the one. Right. But like, there was no dark moves. Yeah, so it was a lot harder. And that's for a long time. Dragon seemed to be the most overpowered because. Ice. Straight ice Pokemon suck, man. I hate to say that, but they're usually pretty bad. And there's really no other use for them other than to kill Dragon at that point. So then with them adding Fairy and Fairy not being affected by Dragon moves, like that took care of that, I think. Yes, which I, but I'm just trying to think of like, you think of Gen 1 and it's Bug, which the Bug Pokemon suck unless you have Scizor or um, Pinsir. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's pretty hard to get those. Yeah, I did not get my a pincer, so I got it. I got a scissor for you if you ever want. Oh, scyther, yeah, or scyther, yes. Uh but like, yeah, I mean, you get you get the beedrill or butterfree early on, but they suck. Yeah, they're not very good, and like there was just a bunch of weird mechanical things in the originals that didn't make a lot of sense, like the mm-hmm. way some of the one hit kill moves worked and stuff was just. Mm-hmm. crazy right uh so it's it's interesting to see go through that same experience but with those changes which i mean i guess fire red and leaf green it's the same difference right uh but they, they didn't have fairy then so it was weird when you realize like oh shit mr mime is part fairy or like clefairy and mm-hmm. jigglypuff uh so it's interesting to have fairy and dark and steel moves in this mm-hmm. game where you can't really get any fire dark or fairy Pokemon. So that would that's a weird thing, I think. Well, you uh, can get fairy. Well, it's, yeah, that because they changed those types, but there is no like actual dark type or steel type. I don't think steel. There is um, the electric uh, magnet might and. Oh yeah. I, but I think that might be it. Yeah, but then no like straight. No, no steel type. No. So it, it's just strange to see those type changes because it just makes it a lot more obvious mm-hmm. like when they can actually learn fairy moves and you can just obliterate dragon pokemon right. you're like oh shit we could not do this back then which i mean they did change the elite four up not really uh uh the dragon one was different it was lance lance was not was the same exactly the same the champion is blue in the original so then you just play your rival instead of blue. Hmm. I don't know why I was thinking... Lance is the champion overall in silver. Well, no, I was thinking Lance, like, his Pokemon in the party was different. Oh, maybe they were. I didn't think about it. I remember him having... Because he, he only had, like, one dragon. He had... Two, or no, he, he didn't even two, have Dragonite, two did Two Dragonites? 
He had a Dragonite and a, I guess maybe he did. And I, I mean, he always had Aerodactyl, I remember. Okay, I guess I didn't remember that he had Aerodactyl. But, I mean, there weren't really any other Dragon Pokemon. He has Gyarados, always. He has Gyarados, right. And Which, Gyarados, you just hit him with an electric move and he's yeah, done. Yeah, but there, like, there weren't really any Dragon Pokemon, were there, other than Dragonite? No, I Dragonite was the only one. Yeah, so he would always have... I think he still had the two Dragonites. I th- well, he had one Dragonite and then a Dratini. Or maybe two Dratinis? I think he has two Dragonites, mm. like he usually does. Dragonite, two Dragonites, Aerodactyl... Gyarados and his oh, one more, and it's really weird, and I can never remember what it is. But I think he is exactly the same. Okay. I uh, think the different part was your weird dumb rival, right? Who I don't like. Yeah, not a huge fan of. Actually, not a fan at all. Yeah. Oh, and you had to fight Pikachu at the end. Yeah, my Graveler really got him good. <laughs> Uh, well, also, <laughs> my Nine Tails was just broken. Right. And also, so the one thing that I noticed was I was like trying to look at fucking move pools, being like, when is this Pokemon gonna learn something that's worth a shit? They don't use the old move pools; they have their own. Which it also so, like my like, Vulpix learned Flamethrower at like level twenty four. I was gonna say they learn moves like, way sooner. Earlier. Yeah. So uh, having uh, Nine Tails with Flamethrower that mm-hmm. early on was like whoa. Right. Blowing this shit away. Most of the time. Yeah. So Who I, did you end up with on your team? Do you remember? I used the same shitty team that I didn't like in the beginning. I used... Uh, well, I, I mean, Shiny Ninetales was pretty sick. Uh, you said Shiny Graveler. Ninetales, Graveler, Victory Bell, Raichu, Mr. Mime, and Pidgeot. Okay. Yeah. I was not going to use Mr. Mime because it was like, I don't know. And then I remembered that he was part fairy. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, we in there. Because you were complaining that you're never going to use a psychic again because of dark moves. Yes, and, and then, then I, there are, like, no dark moves. And, and then I pointed out, I was like, well, he's a fairy, so, like, he's yeah. not going to be weak to dark moves. Yeah. So. And then he doesn't learn any fairy moves, I don't think. I think he only learns psychic moves. Well, you get that TM. Oh, I guess I didn't think about that. He learned, like, every variation of Psybeam and Confusion and Psychic, and I was like, hmm. He's still really good right. overall, and he's now that he's part fairy, he's like a tank almost, but I didn't use him very often. Yeah, because cause like you get the TM Dazzling Gleam. Yes. So you could have, I don't know if you taught that to him. I did not, I could have, but yes. I also just used Ninetales, so it right. doesn't really matter. And that's, my biggest complaint about Pokemon is they shouldn't telegraph and tell you who the next Pokemon that like the trainer's sending out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. I think they have to do that, though. For why? Because otherwise it would just be totally random and you'd get decimated all the time. Mm, I guess. Because that would definitely make it a little harder. It would make it harder, but I mean, like, think about competitive battling. Like, then it would be all total random chance to win. Like, more so than it is already. Well, if you build a team, though, if you build, like, a, a balanced team, you should be able to switch to that that other pokemon and yeah but the way competitive battling works they're gonna hit you anyways and they're still gonna do a fuckload of damage Mm. so it's like you would just basically you would be fucking yourself over every time you had to switch unless so it 
Yeah, I don't know. It's like it, if you want to have it harder, that is one way to make it harder. But I also don't think it needs to be harder. Like I, I am not one of those people who's like, man, this is too easy. I'm not having fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, which a lot of people are like that now that the Pokemon all share experience. Uh, I actually like that. So like, do I. Because who the fuck wants to be like, man, I got this level two Pokemon in the back that I want to use. I'll never be able to use it because I'm gonna have to send it out first, and then. Well, that's what I'm thinking back to, like the way I used to have to do it. I would have my weakest Pokemon, and then I'd have to switch to like yes. the so like so what I was saying like where it telegraphs which Pokemon I was already having to do that before where I was switching oh, yeah. in an old Pokemon. So it, it is. I, I get what you're saying, where like it 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 makes it so. I mean, at that point, you would definitely have to have a lot more potions and revives and stuff, because mm-hmm. your Pokemon would definitely take a lot more hits. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I just I don't like, mind the way it is. I, I prefer experience share where, yeah, everyone yeah, in the party. I prefer everybody to be of an average level, because right. I was the kind of person who would, like, I have a level 60 Pokemon and then a bunch of level 20s in the back, because, like, why the fuck am I bothering? Uh, so... It's 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 a weird thing, but it, it is cool to go back and see this generation made again. Mm-hmm. But then every time I say that to myself, I'm like, oh shit, it was already made again. Yes. But there's something about with it being in 3D. That is cool to see. I agree with that. Because like it, when I, I, the gems especially, a couple of the gems, I was like, okay. These look like really cool, like uh, the psychic gym. It's crazy. What the yeah. fuck was happening there? Yeah, exactly. Like You're I... like in weird space <laughs> inside there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's strange. And then also the fire gym was completely different. Yeah, Blaine's gym was. Yep, that was weird. Uh huh. You got to do the quiz. Yeah, that was strange. Which that was really easy. That was the point where I was done with battling. So, like, not having to battle other than Blaine was kind of nice, though. Yeah. Which is... Yeah, he also was very easy, too, I feel like. Well, you didn't even have a water or anything. I did not. Did you just use Graveler? or just Fire Blast. (laughs) (laughs) You play the game very differently than I play the game. One hit killed every Pokemon, all right? It's a very good move. (laughs) And I feel like they might have changed the accuracy of Fire Blast, because I literally never missed Fire Blast. I was going to ask, didn't you... Because, like, I used Fire Blast and it missed, like, 50% of the time. I never missed once. And I was like, something is wrong here. This is very strange. Uh, Yeah, because I just used my Blastoise... And just uh, Waterfall, because I bought Waterfall. Mm. So, yeah, overall it was cool. There were some things that I thought were really strange, like the fact that the bike shop exists, and you can talk to the two different bike types, and they tell you exactly what the difference between the mock bike and the acro bike is, then you can't get a bike. Right, and, and which was... I, I had kind of figured that, because I was like, where can you buy this bike? Yeah. And there was no place. And it seemed like they were really pushing the whole, like... Uh, riding your Pokemon. Yeah, and that that's cool, I guess. But like, you Did also you, you ride could... anybody? Uh, no, I had my Nine Tails around me for most of the time. So you weren't able to move as fast. No, I mean you're still moving very quickly, anyways. That is one nice difference. Where like in the original, it's a very slow walk. Mm-hmm. Well, you get the running shoes in Fire Red and Leaf Green. But that's even uh... like after the Viridian Forest and beating yeah. Brock. We're here, you get to run, like, right off the start. I know, you're like, like, oh, so free. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, you you can't fish, which I find to be really weird. I mean, I guess once you get EV but, surf or Pikachu surf, you can find the Pokemon that way. Right. Um, the one thing that sucked for me is I didn't discover where the fast travel was until after I beat the game. Oh, f- uh, the... The balloons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because S- I, was... I had the, I got one to I, I thought I, I did miss it and I was like I gotta be able to fly right and then I looked it up because I was like I'm not well going the th- back. the crazy thing is I kept looking it up I was like how do you fast travel in this game and everyone just kept pointing to like here are the here's the list of Pokemon you can ride and I was like can you not fast travel from city to city no you can't so eventually I just broke down and I put po- I just like went on the Pokemon subreddit and they just have like a thread of like you can ask questions and i asked the question and then somebody told me where i could go but at that point i had already beaten the game yeah so the parts where you have to that sucks because you to get to blaine's island you would have to fucking oh boy (laughs) yeah (laughs) cinnabar island yeah i had to backtrack to all the way to the beginning and it was it took a long it took a while that's crazy. And I, as I said, I kept looking up fast travel. Clearly, I wasn't typing in because, like, they don't call it fast travel yeah. in Pokemon. But I, I mean, they call it fly, and fly is just the regular move. So, oh. like, I was just like, I don't know how to even look this up. So I was glad that they kept that from Sun and Moon, where you don't use HMs anymore. It's kind of weird that your EV slash Pikachu just learns how to do all these things. But I mean, it it works. It does. It works, and it. Yeah, as long as you don't have to have a Pokemon that necessarily knows Fly, Surf, Cut, Flash, and Strength. I mean, like, I'm good with that. If you can just do that, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm there for that. Yeah, because otherwise you were always hampered because you had to have a Flying type. Yeah, well, you... at least Surf wasn't a hampering. No. Because Surf is a good move. But it was hampering in uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Oh, because you had to have Whirlpool and Waterfall also. Whirlpool, Waterfall, Surf, and then Dive. dive. So you had to have a water type and four water moves. So like that was that was that was that Pokemon <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't do any of the post game stuff really, but you can go into Mewtwo's cave. And I did go into the cave, and then I was like, "Oh boy, this thing is much more powerful than I can fight." Yeah, uh, it's like level seventy. Right? Seventy, yeah. which I mean, I was at level fifty. Okay, so yeah. And then if you go back in there again. Uh, you can fight green, I believe. That's how you do that. And you have to do some amount of stuff to be able to fight red. I don't remember. There's like right. a, there's a couple of requirements that I can't recall. And then you can also fight blue. Which and you, just, can, you can do those once a day. I was going to say, he just takes over that gym. Yeah, he just takes over the gym. So you can, you can fight them once a day, and they're like pretty strong. But again, because battling doesn't give you that much experience... It's not really worth it. No, and there's not really a great place you can go and just, like, catch Pokemon. Like, high-level Pokemon, because, like... Oh, yeah. At best, you're going to get, like, level 50 or so. But then, like, at that point, they're so hard to catch. It's that not... it's not worth it. So, yeah, you're better off chaining low-level Pokemon. Exactly. And then you'll cap out at, like, 3,000 experience mm-hmm. if you get all the bonuses, which right. is still pretty good at that point. Um, and, yeah, there's the... the What are they called? Master Trainers... Oh, all the... And, yeah, so you can fight them. There's one for every Pokemon, in theory. Which, I mean, yeah, that's that's something that I definitely won't even, uh, didn't even have any interest in doing. Because, once again, I didn't... 
I would have to level up. I, I assume I'd have to level up every single Pokemon. You would, and I I so I didn't actually do it. So I guess I'm kind of talking out of my ass here, but I believe they're level fifty. Every single one. Yeah. So you'd have to level up a Caterpie, and to I, level I, 50? I I don't know if it's like battling online with like default rules or whatever, where your Pokemon will go up to fifty. Mm, uh, maybe, but I I. I don't catch multiple of each type, so it's like, I'll have to go find a Squirtle. Yeah. And catch it. Which you can do now. Which you can do now. But there are some that I, I definitely can't do. Yeah. You don't have a Mew. Well, I... I'm, I don't know that there's any Master Trainer for me, though. But I'm talking, like, even, like, Omanyte and... Oh, yeah. Where I, I just kind of, like, evolved, the, like, Kabuto instantly. And it's like, well, now I can't even fight the Kabuto trainer because yeah. I just instantly evolved him to Kabutops. I'm curious if there is some cool reward for beating all of them. I, I didn't look it up. I, I didn't look it up. I don't think anyone has done it yet. Oh, really? Yeah. So I would have guessed somebody would have done it within the first weekend or the I, first week. Maybe, but Cerebi, I had, did not see anything when I was looking before, so I, I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah, I it, it's a cool game, and I I hope that they do it again. I hope that their new thing is they alternate year by year. Instead of making a dumb third version of the real Pokemon game, I hope that it will be new Pokemon game next November, and then it will be... Pokemon, let's go, Meryl and Snubble. You know, everyone's two faves from Silver. Will you play it? I will play it. Will you play it to completion? Because, oh. like, I'll I don't play halfway. I was going to say, can you go through? I don't know. I can go through it a seventh time. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> And that's that's even that's being generous because yes. I beat Blue and Yellow a hundred billion times when I was a kid. Right. So. I don't know, man. And it will have more Pokemon. That's that's also part of what bummed me out is, you know there are so many more Pokemon out there, and then you can't get them. And even some of the ones from Gen 1 evolve, right? right? So you're like, well, I can't do that. Or just, like, I would have liked a Blossom. I've never used a Blossom, and that would be cool. Politoed as well. Or, uh, like, even, like, a Golbat. Oh, Crobat, yeah, his rules as well. He's very good. Crobat's very good. I like where Crobat, yeah. Golbat is kind of like not so great. Yeah, and uh, yeah. like Umbreon, Espeon, stuff, stuff like that. Like there are a whole bunch of cool Pokemon I like from Gen Two, mm-hmm. and also just be a bigger game. I mean, even if they cut out the part where it's Kanto, I would still play that game. I think it would be really cool mm-hmm. because they have to now, right? Unless they're just. I don't get why they would make this game otherwise because it's so weird that you have Pokemon Go up to Gen 4 and then you can only transfer the Gen 1 Pokemon. That, that seems like a... I don't know. I, I would assume that this did very well for them mm-hmm. and they are going to make a, another set of these games. Even if they're not necessarily like two weird cute Pokemon that ride around with you, they could just call it fucking Pokemon Let's Go Silver and Gold mm-hmm. or whatever. The only go. thing that would make me think otherwise is... It's a whole new director now in Pokemon, so he may have like a whole new direction for it. Uh, I I can't wait to see what the next Pokemon yeah. game is like because I think people are gonna fucking blow their lids. I was wondering, what if because it's gonna be potentially three D? What if they actually go 
heavier into like a more narrative and they actually have like voice acting and actual okay, cutscenes. I want no voice acting in my Pokemon game. You say that now. No, I stand by this. Okay. When it comes out, I still will not want the voice acting in my Pokemon game. Uh because I've seen the anime. What if it's I know different this, than the anime? I know how this goes. What if it's like that anime that was more manga? Where it was like oh, if it was like Pokemon Origins, yes, I watched that in Japanese. Anyways, but we'll see. I don't know because that wasn't bad. No, it was cool. That was like the good direction because that was right. based on the manga. Yes, that except was. for the part at the end where he evolved into Mega Charizard or whatever the fuck happened. But even then, it was based. It, it was, was cool. Yeah. yeah, in like real fights as opposed mm-hmm. to the weird jump cuts. I guess I haven't seen the Sun and Moon anime. I don't know what they do now, but I'm sure it's usually just as the bad. fights are garbo. Um, I'm not saying like the battles being more cinematic. I'm saying no. I like, know what you mean. I'm just saying in general. I, I don't know. How would you feel if like the gym leaders were voice acted and stuff? After what the past few games gym leaders have been like, I don't want to see that. I I, I was just wondering because like if that does seem like a direction that pretty much all AAA studios have it gone, um, and where Pokemon is still going strong of like. The anti... They, yeah, and they can get away with it mm-hmm. if they really want to, but... Oh, no. Like, if they don't have it, no one will complain. No. Uh, so I was going to ask you this. I had this conversation a couple days ago. Do you think that we remember every gym leader from Gen 1 because it was the game we played as a kid? Or do you think that the new gym leaders are just less memorable? It's... Because you could not pay me to remember any of the gym leaders from X and Y. If you're asking me, I could probably tell you all of the gyms, but I can't really, like... I remember Brock and I remember Misty, and that's because the anime. Oh, I was gonna... I can, you've, I can fucking rattle off all eight gym leaders, no questions asked from the first one, I and can't. I know what they all look like. Really? I can tell you, like... Their types, but I can't tell you their names. Brock, Misty, Lieutenant Surge, Erica, Koga, Sabrina, Blaine, Giovanni. Giovanni, right. And then, like, even two, I can do most of them. Like, uh, Bugsy, Faulkner, Whitney, Claire, Dusty, Dusk, I don't Brawly. Brawly. And then there's, like, two other, a couple other ones I can't remember. And I can remember some of the ones from... Um, from Ruby and Sapphire, but after that, like, not one. I can't. I can't remember any of them, and I don't know if that's just because I remembered that because I played that generation so many times. But even Silver, I just remember a lot of those, and they're not even very memorable. But like most of the ones in X and Y, like, are just so forgettable and bland. Like I just don't remember any of them. I. I mean, as I said, I can probably rattle off all of the gyms because there was like initially there was the bug that was the first one yeah you don't remember were you walking around the the spider web nope i remember the electric guy in the tower the electric because that was like a quiz show yeah um and then after the there was a flying gym lady i think or was that in the Elite Four? Damn it. That was the Elite Four. Iris I... was a gym leader, and then she becomes she's in the Elite Four in 
sun and moon. I'm just because then after that, then then there was a while before you went to another gym, because then it was the rock gym, where you fight the. I remember that guy. He's got a shitty hard hat. Yes, and then he's and then the two Pokemon you fight are the the two two dinosaur rock Pokemon. Oh yeah. And then I remember I remember the grass gym where you swing around on vines and you have to climb up and down vines. I want to I want to say there was a fire gym. I do remember the was it dark? I you know what? I Yeah, it's just like I can't remember anything about those gyms or what they were. I guess I can't even remember what the gyms were like in silver and gold. I just remember the leaders. I remember the ice gym cuz that guy seemed really cool. He was the big fat guy. The only ice gym leader I remember is Wallace. Because you had to like, there was like a puzzle to the ice gym. There's usually a puzzle. You gotta do your dumb pathing thing. I remember though in one of the Pokemon where it's like the path is invisible. And if you fall off the edge you die. (laughs) Do you remember... It's completely dark, and you're just like, oh, this is not a great concept. I do not. Hmm. Yeah, so, like, I just, I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because those agent leaders are so much more iconic than the rest of them, or if it is because we played those as a kid. Like, if we talked to someone who really loves Pokemon, but their first game was X and Y, would they be like, oh, yeah, I remember Electric Guy with the weird hands on his backpack? See, I, I also wonder... If they, because like as I, for me, I remember the anime a lot as well, because I, I was really oh, yeah, into I just the, anime. Brock from the anime. Yeah, and Misty from the anime. Yeah, Lieutenant Surge is a dick. But then I don't know that I've ever seen any of the other episodes. I've never seen the episodes where he fights Sabrina. I remember the episodes where he fights Blaine, because I still have those on VHS in my garage. Sabrina, she like was being controlled by Kadabra or Alakazam. Oh boy. And he had to like, he had to go get Ghastly or Gengar or Haunter. I think he got maybe both, because he. I remember him like, <laughs> Haunter kept scaring him or something. Oh boy, <laughs> I have never seen the episode where he fights Erica. I have the episode where he fights Koga on VHS, and Blaine. Blaine, I remember. Cause I don't think he even fights Giovanni. He has to get the eighth. But he was, like, gifted a lot of the badges. Isn't there, like, some scene where he goes to the gym and it's, like, in rubble? He fights Giovanni because it is in rubble and then he eventually discovers that it's Giovanni and he's just like, oh my god, my entire world is shooken. I do not remember this. Maybe I've never seen that one either. Uh, yeah, because, like, he was a terrible Pokemon battler where he'd be like... I'm going to send out my Charizard against Blaine's fire type, which I guess that's what... That episode was lit. Yeah, it wins. Which, that was your strategy, apparently. Because he uses a seismic toss on Mm. Magmar, and they fight inside the volcano. Oh, man, what a sick episode. Man, I like Blaine. He's bald. But yeah, I just... I I think that that might also be one of the reasons why this is so successful, is because people that are our age are just a little bit younger... They played a lot of Gen 1, and they mm-hmm. know that. And there are still those people out there who are like, only give me Gen 1, every Pokemon after that doesn't exist, which I don't like that at all and think that's bullshit, because there are a lot of cool Pokemon, and the games got way better mm-hmm. after that generation. But 
I think that this being like a modern update of those original ones, especially in 3D, I think that's doing a lot for it. I think if if there's if you really want to play a Gen One game, this is the one to do it. Definitely. I mean, I I don't know that I would tell someone who if if they've never played a Pokemon game that this is the one you should go into because no. I think there are a lot of strange mechanics that will not carry over to the next Pokemon game. Um, but it like if you're a Pokemon fan and you like Gen One, or if you're a Pokemon fan and never really experienced Gen One, yeah, even then because it's just it. It seems to me that this would be the ideal way to experience it now. Even with the weird catching mm. mechanics from Go and stuff like that, it is. Which you and I played that very differently as well. Where you played No, I it. only played it in handheld mode, yeah, because the fucking motion controls I was wanted no part of. I played it docked because I wanted to play a console Pokemon game. I did. On my couch. <laughs> using I did my, as well. I, I, using a TV. <laughs> It looks better on the handheld. <laughs> so. Look, I wanted to what play it on my TV, Manny, and yeah. it was fine catching Pokemon as long as they didn't move. Which um, it was fine catching Pokemon regardless of whether or not they moved. <laughs> in my experience, uh, so yeah. Which once they started moving around, you can just use the stick. You're like, whoa, what's over here? Boom, hey. <laughs> Where my my experience was, I got to throw it to the left and it would go to the right. Oh my, I've seen like, that a lot. Yeah, and you're I like, oh that, yeah. I've seen that a lot. Yeah, that seems like it sucks. But I'll eventually catch this thing. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but then they run away. Yes. That sucks. That's my least favorite part of the game. Luckily, I don't think the uh, the legendary birds will run away. Because I threw... They're on a timer, aren't they? That's to fight, fight it. again? That's No, that's to fight it. Oh. You have five minutes to get it down to zero each With Snorlax, you had five minutes to catch it. I didn't... From the beginning. The timer still happens when... I, I threw over 200 Ultra Balls at Zapdos. <sighs> and then I was not in a very good mood, so then I just soft reset the game and then just left that dungeon. Mm-hmm. Went back and then I caught it with relative ease the second time I tried. Nice. I don't know what was going on with that Zapdos. Did you Zapdos. feed it some berries? At a certain point, it's like, oh, it went from red to it's still red. So that part, I think the, that circle might also be based on what level of the Pokemon you have in your party you're at. Mm. Because there were some times when I would go to a Pokemon, be using a Pokeball... And it would be like red. I would come back later and still be trying to use a Pokeball, and it would be a lower color. Hmm. I have no idea. So I don't know if that was just random or if that is the case. That I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, for. I think you could get it down to like a slightly different color red or something. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it wasn't worth doing it every single because like you do it and then like you try once and then you have to do feed it another berry so before we go i have uh one more question okay if you throw the master ball and you miss is it over i have no idea because i was (laughs) holding on to the master ball to catch mewtwo and i had that same exact fear where i was like you just like mewtwo i gotcha and it just goes off to the right and you're like oh fuck well that's gone we can't get it back now or it flubs like because like sometimes you'll throw it like because you like it's an it yeah and it it doesn't pick up 
like when you're initially throwing it, it'll catch. It'll like finally catch that you're throwing it when you're kind of. <laughs> I it's hard to to describe this on a in podcast form, but you know, like a throw, there is the what the follow through. The follow through. The game picks up the follow through. It didn't pick up the part where you're throwing it before, so then it just flubs the entire throw, and you're like, "Oh, awesome! I guess I'll uh, have to throw another pokeball and hope it actually picks up this time." Oh yeah. So like that was my biggest fear: is what if it doesn't register the throw and it only registers the the flub, and then it just throws it on the ground, and I'm like, "Oh, I just wasted my master ball." Yeah, let's test that out. Yes, uh, which I just haven't gone back into the game after. No, after I, I beat the Elite Four, I turned it off and I did not go back into the game. I had some time and I was just dicking around and I wanted to catch some Pokemon for you, mm-hmm. which it sounds like you're maybe done with it anyways. We'll so. see how it pans out. I might go back. I still have to. Someone at work wants to trade Gravelers, mm. so I'll at least have to do that. Right. So I'll I'll check and see what what's going on. Which now you have the online. I do. But there's no GTS. Yeah, I've been, I was kind of wondering how the online wor- trading works. Uh, I think you can only battle online. I don't think there's online trading. I thought there was. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know, but I know there is no GTS, so I don't really know how you would pair unless it's someone that's on your friends list. I have no idea. I well, I, yeah, we have it now, so we can look. But. Yeah, I didn't get the email, which we'll have to. Oh, really? I'll have to. After. I'll do it again. Yeah, because it it would be inactive now after twenty four hours, but I'll will send it again. Uh, yeah. So this has been our podcast, episode forty one. I thank you. Think it was a little shorter than normal. It was. Oh, we under two two and a half. All right. Yeah, a little over two hours. I mean, yeah. that's a. Which I mean, we're getting to a point where I think next week. Because I think the big part two is going to probably be the Game Awards, which there's 50 world exclusives, Manny, so (laughs) we'll probably talk about like five of them. Uh, fucking exclusive! <laughs> what a what a dumb show. I like it though. Uh, yeah, it's yes. All right, so we will see you guys again in two weeks. As always, wait the, before okay, we do wait, this. Yes, Game Awards. What wins Game of the Year? Red Dead Redemption Two. That's what I think as well. Yeah, I think it has the recency bias. Yeah, it shouldn't win, but I think God of War should win. But I think. Red Dead has the recency bias. Yes, I also think that. Um, Spider-Man could. I don't think Spider-Man will. What? I think Spider-Man's going to be a solid third. Ugh, that's rough. I think Spider-Man could win. If I had to choose, I would want Spider-Man to win. And... Uh, I don't know. Corey Bar- Bar- Barlog? Barlog? Yeah. He seems like a really cool dude. He does. And God, I like God of War a lot, but I feel like Insomniac did the impossible. Because there had not been a good Spider-Man game in like a decade, and they they fixed it, they fixed Spider-Man. But he like redefined what God of War is as well. I know, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And I like God of War, but I I would like Spider-Man to win. But Red Dead's gonna win, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so our theme song, Sting Operation by the Man Out of Monaguchi. Check them out. We will catch you guys in two weeks. Peace out. <laughs>